The following show contains adult content. It's not our intent to offend anyone, but we want to inform you that if you are a child under the age of 18 or get offended easily, this next show may not be for you. The content, opinions, and subject matter of these shows are solely the choice of your show hosts and their guests, and not those of the Entertainment Network or any affiliated stations. Any comments or inquiries should be directed to those show hosts. Thank you for listening. Pop culture and entertainment. What's up, everybody? We got a fun show for you today. Before we get started, let's say hi to everybody. Starting out with our cool, outrageous man about town co-host, Mr. Ron Russell. Well, you saw me putting a pillow on this very uncomfortable seat that I have to sit on. My ass was killing me and the show didn't even start. I wouldn't have made it through 20 minutes of it without having, like, bleeding piles or something. But hello, everybody. How are you today? There you go. <laughs> then we got the man behind the boards, Mr. Chad Murphy. If I didn't bitch, nobody would like me. Yeah, that does make a good part of the show, your bitch, no doubt. What's going on, everybody? Hey, Jim. How you doing? It can't, fantastic, always, be fantastic. A, it can't always be a sugar-coated bullshit. Oh, I love you. I love you. Kisses. You're fabulous. You're wonderful. That's so well, freaking... it wasn't last week, so... <laughs> <laughs> Bring that up. You want Yeah, you want don't start nothing. Again? No. Okay. <laughs> So what's up, Chad? Meanwhile, if you want to know about last week, so many of my fans said hooray. And Goddess said that I am her idol. There you go. That she loved what I do, that I am so real. She said I'm the only one on television that's real. So what's up, chat room? Or something like that. Everybody said. in the chat room, we want to give some shout-outs. Uh, what's up? We got Jimmy McCrary from TheAquariusView.com. Follow at TheAquariusView on Twitter. We've got Irish Ginger from The Irish Ginger Show, Mondays at 3 p.m. Eastern Time on W4CY Radio. We've got Iris. Iris is at Hope2259 on Twitter. I love Iris to death. Iris is awesome. Say hi to Iris. No. Say hi to Iris. You're following no. her on Twitter. I know. I just want to upset you. See how you make those faces? Oh, nobody sees. We're on television, and he does this. I know. Well, say hello. No, you're, I want to make. I want, I want to upset you. I know. I, I, I have very. I have a very. Don't be rude to the people. I have a very private, personal relationship with Iris. No, you don't. Yes, we do. We're having make. We're making Iris. We're not an item. <laughs> we're having sex weekly. No, you're not. Yes, oh, we, we got Dave from Stars Now UK up there. So hello, hello, Iris. What's up? And I. Hey, think Iris. How you doing, honey? And then we've also got, uh, I think that might be Goddess who just came in there. I'm not, yes, oh, it's Goddess. So, Goddess, God. what's up? Goddess, I love you. Kisses to you, my dear. Gotta love it. So, everybody, so we got a fun show for you today. Uh, we're going to have some of the people involved with the really hit new comedy, Spaghetti Man, coming on the show in a but few let's minutes. Let's go back to the chat room. I have to talk to some people. Hang on, hang on. Wait, wait. Uh, you can what, go right, you what, can go what right are back. You today? Like uh, in, and, the, in a, in a and then in the second half of the show, mode? we've got actor Stephen Manley. Okay, now you can do it, but I, you, you can't interrupt me in the middle of a sentence. You well, you me shouldn't finish. have gone to that bullshit when we're doing the other bullshit. Oh, well, you got to go One back bullshit and forth. at a time, right, folks? Now, is my cousin Chinzia. No, in, she's not there. Chinzia's not there. Okay. 
because we're trying to get a date and it's not going to be possible. But her daughter's coming in from Italy and her son is a big shot in Washington. He's like a major or something. And she and her husband, they're all coming east. So they'll all be here and they want to come with us so we can have a family reunion with my Leslie and Deirdre, Jimmy. They've never met Jimmy. And my cousin, Shinzia. But honey, uh, I don't know, sweetie pie. It don't look good. Uh, next week we're going to interview Frankie Valley and uh, the the Jersey Boys. No, it's not the Jersey Boys. I, don't uh, I like that. it that way. Do you have to keep correcting I know, me? But that's not. We're going to go see the Modern Gentlemen. Meanwhile, they've been the Jersey Boy for ten years. But these are not the Jersey Boys. They're from California. <laughs> I know, but they sing with Frankie Valley. So, but it's Frankie Valley in the Four Seasons, and the name of the guys we had on a couple weeks, a couple months ago, named the Modern Gentlemen, who I loved, and I said to them, boys. Whenever you're playing where we can come see you, please, you know, let us come. And they remembered what I said. Wasn't that sweet? And they text messaged Jimmy and said, you know, we're playing in Lancaster, Pennsylvania next uh, Saturday night. And we want you and Jimmy there. And they're comping us tickets. What better deal is that? It's fantastic. So, we so can't I can't wait. wait to go. And so oh, is, is what's his Drew in there? No. Drew, you're forsaking us. Where are you, Drew? I guess Danae is back from his world tour. Is true. It's hard to tell because it goes real fast. Yeah, I know. And then Dave, Hughes, the Dave Hughes, Goddess, Iris Ginger, um, Iris. No, who's there now? That's it. That's it. That's it. Uh, Drew King. Drew there King, he is. Drew King. There you are, Drew baby. How are you, my sweet face? Um, we'll be seeing you very soon. We're coming out to California, eh, Jimmy and I, to shop a house. Hey, Drew. Nice to see you there. Everybody follows our Drew on Twitter. Right. So we are going to see you and Liz Lauren. Tell Liz Lauren to get those face straps out and to strap her face up and to paint her face and use crazy glue all around her mouth to hold her lips up and tell her to put in her eyeballs. You know, she doesn't look too good with those old eyeballs. I like the eyeballs that look like disco balls. They sparkle like... Da -da 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 -da. Anyway... We're going to come to California and have some fun, fun, fun. We're going to Palm Springs, darling. So that's the story. I'm tired, really tired. It's been a, a hectic week. Fire Island, we're going to talk about, was outrageous. You know, we have our new darling friend who we love so much, Eileen, uh, what the hell is her last name? Shapiro. Shapiro. You guys know her. We had her on the show two weeks ago. She's written the book, and she does all kinds of jazz. Precious we, little liars. She has a beautiful house on uh, Fire Island, big, 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 long, big, that she owns with her best friend, Colin, who's a doll. He's a handsome, sexy guy. If I wasn't with Jimmy, I would have thrown him down on the ground for a couple of weeks. But anyway, um, it was a great time. The dregs. Yeah, you know, they're not the best drag queens. Oh, it's called Precious Little Devils. I, I messed up. Okay. Precious Little Devils By is the Shapiro, book. everybody, is the book. But the drag queens, they all look like big men with too much makeup. They airbrush their faces to look like clowns, which they think is beautiful. They put eyelashes on that look like match covers. You know, maybe matchbooks. You can glue two matchbooks to your eyes. And I've got to say something. Liz Lauren happens to be, in my book, the most beautiful put-together 
drag queen of all. There's nobody that looks like Liz Lauren. She does perfection. Also, she's loaded. So she only wears Jimmy Choo shoes. She only wears, you know, fedora gowns. She has the bucks to really buy all the great goodies. Her hairdresser is expensive. Uh, her makeup people. So when Liz does drag, she really looks like Sophia Loren. I mean, she's beautiful. And a lot of the LA uh, drag queens and Palm Springs drag queens are far prettier than the, the people I saw on, on Fire Island. I don't know what happened. New York used to have the best drag queens in the world one time, like 50 years ago. But they're all gone up with the window. But anyway, we had a great time, Jimmy. Absolutely. We had a really good time at Fire Island. I had never been there before. I mean, I wouldn't want to hang out there all the time, but it was very nice, and we had a good time. And also... Uh, we got interviewed for the Huff Eileen writes for the Huffington Post, so we got yep. interviewed for the Huffington Post. So I think sometime in the next couple of weeks, there's going to be an article about Ron and I and the Jimmy Star Show in the Huffington Post. And we also got uh, interviewed for Get Out Magazine, which is like the largest gay publication in New York and, and uh, Long Island and Long the boroughs. And so we're going to have something coming out in there soon. And also, for and we're UK on the cover of that. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't. Uh, I, I thought you left it. No, I left it because we're not allowed to say that. Oh, we're not allowed. I didn't say anything. And, and we have another magazine also that's uh, in the UK, a music magazine that's going to be doing some stuff on What us, I was so going really to say cool. is we are under the covers on Fire Island because we were laying in the beach and it got chilly. So we were under the covers. There you go. You got to love it. Got to love it. So everything was fun. We had a really good time. And, and Jimmy wouldn't let me go into the meat rack. That's right. Cause, like, now, people the meat rack is a boardwalk that goes to nowhere. Once you get off the boardwalk, you walk through lanes of jungle, thick, big, big jungle. Well, there are guys in there that pick each other up and they're a little hoary and they're playing around. There's sometimes five, six, seven guys in a clump and there's usually three ways, one ways, two ways, upside downs, inside outs and backwards. So I wanted to go look because I remember when I was young, I said to uh, Eileen, the meat rack is still around. She said, absolutely. I thought, that's gross. Now, if you go over to the Pines on Fire Island, they don't have a meat rack. They just rape each other in their homes. Yeah, it's just, it's just a different kind of thing. It's and, a sex island, and like, totally. And basically, like, everybody in the whole place was, like, hitting on Ron the whole time we were there. Well, one guy in particular. There were several guys. No, one one guy, six foot four. Goddess says lots came, of things happened under the covers. But wait, six foot four, he comes behind me and wraps his arms around me, wouldn't let me go, and proceeds to do the bump. And I didn't care for but that. But you did see your friend. Oh, I ran into my dear friend who was my costumer who made all my gowns for my shows when I worked drag years ago his name is Michael Gerard back then now he's Michael Vincent because he married somebody by the name of Vincent and took the name Vincent and Michael is a sweetheart and we he was crying and we were hugging it was so nice seeing each other we haven't seen each other since I stopped working uh, you know doing drag so that was fun. Long time, right? I and, we, I, and I ran into my neighbor next door, where I, and I used to live on Long Island's daughter. And that's my Dawn, Dawn Farrell, who is absolutely beautiful, just as beautiful as when she was a child. And Dawn says she listens and watches our show every week. So Dawn, Hello. kisses to you. So we had a good time. Everything is cool, and we got lots of cool things going on, and we can't wait to tell you all about them as they go up. So it's going to be a lot of fun. Yes. Now that we've covered Fire Island, what else could we cover? Uh, well, one thing we can do is we can thank everybody for listening to the Jimmy Star Show, number one, and let them know that they can listen to us on all kinds of platforms. Where mm -hmm. would we like you to listen to us the most? 
is live on W4CY Radio, so that way you get to hear Chad live instead of a recording. Oh, yeah. Oh, then you can also hear us on iHeartRadio, Stitcher, SoundCloud, Audioboom, Podomatic, Apple TV, iTunes, Spreaker, Monster FM Radio in New York, Hamilton Radio in New Jersey, K4HD Radio in L.A. And if you want to watch the videos of the celebrity interviews, you can see them on Roku, Vimeo, and YouTube. And we just put a new... No, uh, wait, wait, wait. You forgot one. Not to mention, if you want to listen to our show, you can listen to us on your cellular phone. Yeah, through all those apps that I just mentioned. <laughs> right, but but you didn't tell them they could do it on a cell phone. Well, they all know that. Everybody knows does, that. Does everybody know that? Yeah. You think so? Yeah, because that's the only way you can get to those sites. You think every, those everybody things. knows that, right? Uh, well, everybody who's... Everybody knows Everybody that. who's... Knows Nobody stuff. knows that, that I mention it to, and I mention it to a lot of people, and not one... No one in Fire Island knew we were on a telephone. Everybody's on a telephone. Anytime there's an app for something... <clears throat> yeah, but a lot of people it. in Fire Island knew. They said, how do we get you other than on computer? I said you can get us on the radio. And I you, told them I'll just go to iHeartRadio and Google. And or you type can get us on your cellular phone. Yep, there's apps. So there, Mr. Big Shit. But there's an app for every one of those on a yeah, phone. Put the app up your ass. It's a Jimmy, <laughs> it's a Jimmy <laughs> Star app. It's called the Asshole. <laughs> anyway. The Asshole app of the world. I'm quitting this show, you know. I hate you. Yeah, I know you hate I me. I hate this show. Every day he hates me and he hates the show. Every day. I keep telling him every day I'm divorcing him. I'm going to the lawyer. Every time he does something, I say, ha-ha, something else I could tell the lawyer. I love it. Yeah, you got to keep them on the toe. You know, if you kiss them too much and love them too much, they get cocky and they treat you like shit. So you got to treat them like shit back. This way, if you're mean to them, they appreciate you when you're good to them. See, kids, so don't kiss ass all the time. If you're always loving and hugging and screwing, and it doesn't work. Dad, I bet you're always nice to Heather, aren't you? I don't think so. No comment. <laughs> There you go. And, and Chad, don't because she'll piss all over. Oh, you may like that. But no, she, she, she'll shit all over you. Well, you might like that too. But no, really, she won't be nice to you. You know what I know? How can you tell good if you've never experienced bad? So there you go. If everything is good, you don't know it's good. So you got to have like in the morning, don't touch me. Don't talk to me. Don't come near me. I haven't had my coffee. Then after your coffee, you say, honey, I love you. What are we doing today? And then he says, working. And then you say, ah, fuck you. And you leave the house. You go shopping. <laughs> you go to Bloomingdale's and see or Macy, see what they got on sale. Now they're selling all their summer stuff, which is wonderful. I bought a ton of clothes because we're moving to Palm Springs and there's summer there. That's right. So, what's the weather like in Florida? It's uh, cooling down. We're, we're hitting uh, more of the high 80s. It's still humid. Last Sunday, we were sweating like pigs. Oh, wait, pigs don't sweat. But it was hot down here. But it's cooling off. We're getting back Some into the eighties. Pigs, I know. Pigs sweat. <laughs> Actually, I didn't know pigs don't sweat because that's a common. No, I know pigs. Like I a, know pigs. I know, but wait, wait—is it for real that pigs don't really sweat? Because sweating like a pig is like a, a term. Right. Yeah, uses. well, uh, the pigs I know sweat because they're very busy having sex. Oh wow! Those pigs. Sweat. Horny pigs. Sweaty pigs. Funny pigs. Uh, here the weather is cooled down beautifully. I bet. Today was 80 and dry. Tonight will be 60 or 55. Beautiful. So we, yeah, op beautiful. we open windows and we get, you know, nice breezes. In fact, you have to pull the comforter up at night because it gets very cold. I can't wait to get back to the heat of Palm Springs, you know, the 3,001 degrees every day. I love that. As you get older, your skin gets thinner and your muscles disappear. 
and you look like shit. But besides looking like shit, you're always freezing cold. It's funny, Chad, like, because you know that I'm a native Floridian, so like, it wasn't, I, I didn't have arthritis or anything when I was in Florida. Then you come up here when it's like zero degrees and like nothing works. Yeah, the bones start freezing up a little bit, don't they? Bones don't, yeah, they just don't want to like go, especially oh, with the knee. Is that the reason why you can't get it? I've got a note. That's terrible. Don't say things. That's like not that. true. He can't. I only teach. <laughs> I don't want everybody to think he's an impo. What is it? Impotent? Imp- impotent. Okay, but I don't want to. Like, what's the word? Impotent? Imp- no. I don't want to have impotent. that conversation. That's not a nice conversation. If I said that about you, you would have a heart attack. No, I'd simply get up and take my pants down and show everybody I could get an erection. <laughs> I mean, I don't care. You don't have no pride. Go to commercial. Go to commercial. Commercial, commercial. Unbelievable. I wish we had a commercial so he would pay me something. I, I'm like a slave. Right. I'm telling you. That's that's the way it goes. Don't worry about it. So, well, so Chad, like, I wonder if we have to call them. Do they look like they're online? Let me go check. Okay, look and see. And uh, I, I I think they're supposed to call a three. I, told, I think I told them to call us, but I'm not sure because it never works always right. Well, it's 3.15. We it they're late. Well, no, it's not. If it's 3.15 only, then they're not late. That's when they're supposed to call. Oh. <clears throat> they're not late. They're perfectly on time. I thought you just said they, they were supposed to call at 3. No, nobody calls at 3 because that's why you have to give our time to tell everybody what we did for the weekend. And that's how come I have to get here. What do you mean you have to get I'm here? I'm always late. I know. You're always late. <laughs> I just make it. What's folk. up, chat room? Is everybody doing okay? Oh, here. Drew says pigs don't sweat at all. They don't have any sweat glands. That's why they wallow in the mud to keep cool. There you go. Oh, so is that why so many of our friends in Palm Springs wallow in mud, Drew? <laughs> <laughs> One in particular that we know, but we won't mention her name. Yeah, we're not mentioning names. So no. I do have them online. Um, we got Pots online and... Fletcher? Yep, both of them are online. Want me to grab them both? Yeah, you think we should like play music or something while we do that, or just do it live and see if, how it goes? It's your show, sir. All right, let's just call them and see how it goes, everybody. All right. See how it goes, everybody. So now we're getting ready to call Ben Crutcher, Mark Potts, and Winston Carter, all from Spaghetti Man the Movie. Hopefully they're going to answer with, like, uh, video. This one. We'll see how the whole thing goes. Yeah, hold on. Let me see. Let me add him to the video. Come on. I got to add one. We did it. Hey, guys. How you doing? All right. We need light, boys. You got to lighten up or... <laughs> Or do something because we do not see your faces. We see silhouettes. Is there dark. a way to turn turn the, the thing around the other way? Otherwise, the computer around maybe the other way. That there might be more light on another side, or you get closer to it, or something. Uh, <laughs> super dark in this room. There's about mm. four or five lights out. Great. Good. Good. <laughs> good. Here, I, I I got a solution. Winston's not going to help in any way. What do you want to Great. I'm going to turn on my. Wow. That's a good thing. Here we are. We got studio lighting going on here. Well, that's actually better, though. <laughs> that actually we worked. <laughs> we can actually see you now, so that works. Yeah, You're we're the filmmakers. Good we thinking. know what we're doing. You're the man who wants to uh, be known for his beard and have the most famous beard in the world. Absolutely. So we got to have people see it. I made a mistake in wearing a black t shirt, unfortunately. See, I didn't know you had a beard. I thought you were in a burka. <laughs> Just from the from the from the nose down, right? How's that? Is that better? Yeah, that yeah. Is, no, actually, that is better. No, you do look like you're in a burka. No, it does look better. Hang on, Mark, are you there? I think I'm here. Okay, I don't see you though. Did you hit video on your button? I did. I see me in the bottom right corner. Yeah, it's spinning right now. Looks oh, it's like it's spinning? working on. Oh, okay. So we should wait and see if it works or not. Do you have to check anything else, Jim, on your end? 
Uh, no, I didn't get a little. Normally, I get a little thing saying like this person wants to be added, but like it, I didn't get that. All right, we'll just see if it pops up here in a minute. If it doesn't pop up, so in the meantime, we'll like shoot the shit because we have to do an extra actual intro for our TV show once we get Mark's video up. So but, we'll just. But somehow I feel like Amelia Earhart when she was flying. You know, primitive. <laughs> That's okay. That's just the way. Nineteen twenty-three radio. Oh, flying in the air because he's lost. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Who said that? You. He said he didn't get the reference, so I was like helping oh, him. Oh, only because we're so primitive with all our equipment. We think Skyping is like so in now. Even, even what's the face? He wants, he would like it better if you were like sitting here with us because everyone's, well, not everyone, about every other interview at the beginning, we have a problem like this where we can't seem to get connected and it takes a little while. But our audience like loves it because. Yeah, and I'm used to my television show in California on a major network that was good to me. Um. <laughs> My guests were in-house, so we didn't have these problems. So we had yeah, three cameras. We, you know, it was nice. The lighting was nice. Makeup, hair, everything was great. Yeah, now we, we have makeup here in California. We four mil- but we get four million views a week with this shit, so it's okay. <laughs> hey, Mark. You want me yes. to try to call Mark back? Yeah, let's let you hang up and let's let him try and call you back because you're not working. Okay, there you go. So, so I know the beard is Ben. Yeah, and- Ben. Um, so the guy next to you must be Winston. Yeah, hey, how's it going? Oh, yes, got to hear you now. That's awesome. How you doing? Oh, there we go. Oh. But now something's flipping out. Much better, but why does it make you noise? Huh, that was weird. <laughs> we got him and we... Did you guys... Could you guys see him or no when he was there? For two seconds. Okay, you can No, see you him. know what happened? He, he was duck hunting and he swallowed oh, the Oh, now duck I whistle. see them really good. So anybody, so the people that are listening, so far on the line, we have Ben Crutcher and Winston Carter. Uh, they're the two stars of Spaghetti Man, and we're trying to get Mark Potts, who I think is the director. There he is. There he is. Say something, yeah. Mark. Is it working? Hey, oh, all right. He Way to go. Sam, Sam, that's good. You're well lit, Mark. Yeah, I got the, studi- I got the studio light on. Oh, see? <laughs> He's smart. He's got his shit together. All right, so here's what we're going to do, everybody. I'm going to do a new intro for you guys, and then we're going to get ready to rock and roll. How's that? Okay, and the one that's up again when we do the intro. Oh, he is lit up. His name's not... Ben Berka. Ben, just call him Ben. (laughs) I like Ben Ben Berka. Yeah, Ben Crutcher is fine if you like, or yeah, Ben Berka is okay. I can accept that. (laughs) All right, all right, so here we go, everybody. I'm going to call him Mr. Spaghetti with large balls. Spaghetti and meatballs. What's wrong with that? Hey, he's an he's an improv comic. He can handle anything. All right, so here we go, everybody. One, two, three. Now, everybody, we want to welcome to the Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell, the director of Spaghetti Man, incredible new movie, Mister Mark Potts, along with the two stars of the film, Mister Ben Crutcher and Winston Carter. Hello, and welcome to the show. Hey, how's it going? Thanks for having us. Thank you. There you go. Now we're rocking and rolling. So we got a chat room full of people, so say hey to everybody in the chat room. What happened? Hey, how's it going, guys? Hey, Uh, what's up? Introduce me. I introduced you. Hey, chat room. Oh, no, I didn't. You didn't. Okay, so before... I smacked the shit out of this motherfucker. (laughs) Well, I said the Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell, which I don't normally say, so hey. I know, but you know... I'm. I'm going to punch you out. <laughs> All right, you guys. So before we get started, well, now they said hi wow. to the chat room. Now they're going to say hi. Let me introduce my cool, outrageous man about town co-host, Mr. Ron Russell. Now I'm not going to say anything. Stand <laughs> <laughs> behind the boards, Mr. Chad Murphy. Fellas, welcome to the show. Thank you. There you go. All hey, right, Chad. There you go. Um, so, so real quick, uh, everybody tell us who you are in the new – first of all, where are you guys calling us from? 
I mean, the state, the city, stuff like that. You don't have to be specific. Winston and I, uh, actors in the movie, are calling from wonderful Miracle Mile, Los Angeles. Uh, I'm Ben Crutcher. I play Spaghetti Man, the titular character in the movie Spaghetti Man. Uh, I'm Winston Carter. I play uh, Dale, Spaghetti Man's best friend. There you go. And I'm Mark Potts, director. I'm calling from downtown uh, Los Angeles. There you go. You got to love it. Okay. All LA boys. We'll be out there soon permanently. Bring them out. Yeah, we're coming out. We'll be out there in about a month and a half, and we're going to then work from a studio like real people. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you got to do something. With so cameras and it. lighting and, and directors and, you know, make you know, like a real show. All right. So first off, everybody uh, who's everybody who's like listening now, you want to follow Spaghetti Man on Twitter. It's at Spaghetti Man M-O-V. And the, and the actual website for the film is SpaghettiManFilm.com. Okay, now sharks fall from the sky, and everybody said, oh, please. Meanwhile, they've made three of them, and I love them. They are the gassiest, campiest films in the world. And I also loved the tomato, uh, what was it, Tomato People? Tomato Invaders? Remember that Attack old? Attack of the Killer Tomatoes? Oh, I love that movie. <laughs> and I love the one with the clowns. Killer Clowns. Oh, I love, that's my favorite. Killer Clowns from Outer Space. Now I'm going to watch your film, and I really think I'm going to, in love with it. Okay, hold on. First off, I want them to tell me about it. I know. First, let me read the slum summary for everybody and okay. then let you tell it. And then they're going to tell you about it. Because I, I took this off of, I don't know, something you sent me or off your website, one of the two. All right, so here's the plot Clark, who is Benjamin, doesn't care about you. He doesn't care about the world. He barely cares about himself. But after an incident with an old bowl of spaghetti and a malfunctioning microwave, he becomes a superhero that can fight crime with the power of spaghetti. However, you have to pay him. I love that. I think that's like genius. <laughs> I gotta see this. <laughs> it sounds like a great film. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> so what happens? You shoot spaghetti. Oh, he me- does. We're gonna actually show a trailer. Me- you have meatballs like bombs. No <laughs> meatballs, just spaghetti. No sauce to answer the question. <laughs> just white spaghetti. Okay. So first of all, so did any of you guys write this? Like, whose oh, idea was it. this? Ben, I'll let you take this. Great. Uh, yeah, we all wrote it together. There's four, mem- four official members of Heckbender. We've uh, obviously expanded a bit with uh, Spaghetti Man to add DP Molly Becker and producer Riley Smith. Uh, but uh, the four uh, core members, uh, myself, Winston, Mark, and uh, Bran Rackley, who plays, uh, who plays uh, Anthony Banner in the movie, uh, an investigative journalist, uh, we all uh, collaborated in order to write the script together. Uh, came up with the story together. Uh, characters obviously uh, wrote, uh, wrote wrote strongly for ourselves. Um, the impetus of the story comes from a, uh, a a very silly sketch that we that we actually pioneered our our, our group on. It was the first thing that we ever shot together. Uh, really, actually, I looked at a bunch of stuff that you guys have done on the internet. It's pretty impressive. Like, it's very funny. I have to say, when, when the publicist, which was, see, I think this is October Coast, right? Mm-hmm. October Coast. When he, when he sent this to me, I thought, oh, my God, this is, like, so stupid. I can't believe he sent this to me. And then I started researching it and reading all the reviews and watching the trailers, and then I watched the film, and I was like, oh, my God. You know, like, it's, it's kind of, like, so stupid that it's fabulous. It's, like, really oh, I don't think fun. it's stupid. Not I, stupid. It, it is stupid. On that? That's, 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 yeah, we, that's a pull quote for a poster, right? <laughs> yeah, no, I wouldn't call it stupid. I'd call it, you know off the wall and like let's have fun but it's so stupid that it is fun it no, was fabulous stu- i don't think it's stupid they said it was well i don't care what they think <laughs> but i think they that's look, our word we can say that if the guy is going to go after isis people 
and and shoot spaghetti at them. They're so fucking hungry, they'll eat the spaghetti. Now poison <laughs> the spaghetti and the bastards will die. <laughs> now we need to send you to ISIS, whatever the hell they are. Well, and, let me stop you there. Spaghetti. Chemical warfare is against the Geneva con Convention and Spaghetti Man wouldn't uh, play by those rules. No poison and, necessary. And it's a... <laughs> I know a dear friend of mine that he invites us to his house for dinner and no one goes because his food is so bad. He will get the spaghetti for you. <laughs> and he'll kill millions of people with his spaghetti. The co-op, I like it. You, you, you like die from it. gas. You get such bad gas that you elevate three or four feet off the floor, sometimes hitting the ceiling, cracking your neck. I ha okay, so I have to say, first of all, Winston, like in yeah. the trailer, like, because uh, I actually, for some reason, I thought when you were coming on, that I didn't get that you were the best friend. I thought you were going to be like an antagonist until I saw the trailer at the beginning. Um, and like you're very, very funny in the trailer. I, I hear when you said that you wrote it kind of like for you guys, because like everybody <clears> seems <throat> really strong, you know, in it and everything that they do. And I think that. Uh, based on the reviews that I've seen for the people who've seen it and the way people are like talking about it, I think you guys are going oh, to have a, see. You Could guys you? are going to have like a hit. I have it on computer. Oh, you have it already? Let's yeah. watch it tonight. <laughs> no, I'm in the mood for. <laughs> Throw it on right now. We've got 85 minutes. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm in the mood for a fun film. I love these films. I think they're genius because they're creative, and in, you know you don't want to make it dull and boring and childlike. I know it's going to be like Sharknado. Nobody believed in Sharknado. Come on, please. Everybody said ridiculous sharks falling from the sky. I love it. I love it. But those sharks start eating those kids and stuff. <laughs> it was so sacrilegiously disgraceful. I loved it. Also, Mark, I looked up some of some of your stuff since you're the, you're, you're the director, and I, I guess I. So is it what what is the name of the company? Heckbender or what is it called? Is that what it's yeah, called? Heckbender. I looked that up too. Like you guys have created basically like. Your own like niche for for your own things to do, which I think is genius. I think it's really smart. You put together a really talented group of people, you know, where everybody gets to contribute and be a part of something, you know, that could turn into something incredibly this like. This film's going to travel. Tell me hang about on, hang it. On, wait, no, wait, no, wait. I, want, I, want, I know, but I'm in the middle of talking. Just you wait finished one that subject. No. We're going to be bored. No, we're not going to be bored. Gonna... No, I just want to say he has a film called Cinema Six because I looked it up, and some of the people in Cinema Six were also in, in are in Spaghetti Man, I think, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. Brand Brand Rackley was a lead in Cinema Six, and he's in Spaghetti Man. Uh, I was a lead in Cinema Six, and now in Spaghetti Man, I play a guy who chokes on a sandwich. I love it. <laughs> I love it. what kind of sandwich? Kill me with it. a meatball sandwich. And you nailed it. I thank you. Yeah, you nailed so, that. seven a, takes. A meatball. Listen, yeah. Ben. Ben, tell me what happens to the people that you shoot the spaghetti at? Do they get strangled? How do they die? Oh, I improvise. I, I get creative with it. I mean, it, you know, it starts simple, uh, you know, quick, quick little knockouts. Uh, you know, people, sometimes people just get grossed out. You just got to know your enemy and that's how you, uh, that's how you combat them. It's the, now, it's the simplest the, way. Where does this spaghetti come out of your hands or your mouth? Uh, you know, there's a few, <laughs> there's a, that question has been asked too many times. And, uh, what we don't, do don't, is we just defer to the, the action sequences in the movie. It does. Uh, but yeah, they they manifest themselves uh, in, with, uh, from within the body, and then they are they are projected uh, generally from the hands. You know, it's like that's just the simplest way to take a, a wad of spaghetti and, and use it as a projectile. You, you didn't make it where it comes out of the butt. <laughs> There's a sequel coming. So, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> nice. well, you know what? 
That the, the movie that I will not watch, that I really object to, is what is it called? The worm? Where they? Oh, uh, he won't. He won't watch the humans. I'm a big horror movie fan. Ugh, like he I won't watch the watch. humans. Have you guys seen the Human Centipede? There's three of them. Yeah, yeah, I've seen. Mm-hmm. I, the first one was genius. The second, and third one were terrible. Yeah, but I can't even think about it. It just. But you would no- watch it if spaghetti came out of the butt. Yeah, no, yeah. Th- that I wouldn't really like so much. We can do it tasteful. <laughs> He's yeah. Italian though, and like he eats a lot of spaghetti. <laughs> So yeah, so there's a scene in the movie the that actually. He's a... <laughs> that was. He said, he said you, oh, if you eat spaghetti all the time, you have it coming out of your butt all the time. <laughs> so do you. Yeah. I cook it, you mother. <laughs> Jimmy and I are married legally, so couldn't you tell already that we're, we're married the way we talk to each other? Listen, you fucking fudge packing faggot. I. I you eat macaroni too. I I I love it. No, I think this is fun. Whoa, whoa, whoa. hey Chad. Yes, sir. Do you have the trailer? Because we're going to play the trailer for Definitely everybody. Definitely, I want to see this anyway, fucking... I want to see it. You can't see it. You're not set up to see you it. You see it later, Ronnie. see <laughs> fucking show this is that I can't even see it. Get no. yourself some monitors. Where'd you run? If you have a monitor, you could see it, but you don't well, have a monitor. The big face here is supposed to get that shit. <laughs> yeah. Mark, Mark, pull it up on your phone and then hold oh, your phone up to oh, the, yeah. uh, the camera. That's <laughs> <laughs> for playing it. Well, you know what? We're going to watch it tonight. At, uh, you know what? Tonight I'm going to make spaghetti and meatballs. Fuck all of you, and we're going to eat it. In, and we're going to eat it in bed while we watch your film. So leave the number where I can call you to tell you what I think of it. Actually, we have some people asking questions too that we're going to. Bring I know I'm going to love this Hold film. On. Okay, don't. Whenever t- you're ready, I'll don't. hit play at the same time. You- <laughs> <laughs> all right, so Chad. Yes, sir. Do you have? Okay, hold, hold on. Hold it like that. Hold on, so Winston. Winston, here's what I want you to do. Winston, you introduce the film for everybody, and then Chad, you say go. And when you say go, you guys can both hit it at the same time. All right. All right. right go uh, ahead. This is our uh, action comedy Spaghetti Man uh, coming to uh, all your places on uh, September 23rd. I uh, hope you enjoy the trailer. Go. Freeze. Get off my plane. I ain't heard no fat lady. What the hell? Oh my god, I'm sorry. What's going on, Clark? That came from inside of me. We gotta take you to a doctor. I don't want to tell anybody about this. This could be used for good, maybe. Now I regret saying anything to you. That's not what a superhero does. Who said anything about being a superhero? You could clean up the streets and beat up bad guys. Or, or, I can get paid to punch people. Who are you? I'm the Spaghetti Man. How much is this woman willing to cough up in order to not get kidnapped? You can pay me a hundred bucks. I have 60. That'll do. You gotta love oh, it. Oh, I gotta see this tonight. Bullshit. I'm seeing this tonight. So people are. <laughs> I like that part. The guy with the bag on his head. He was a famous comedian about 30 years ago. He's called Bagman. Do you remember? Yeah, we, dug, we dug him up and uh, put him in a movie. That's good. really Bagman? No, that's him. <laughs> oh. He's Spaghetti Man. He's the one with the bag. Well, I may, figured maybe they gave him a cameo, Bagman. <laughs> 
No, he's spaghetti man, and so so that's, okay. That's so going to be a demented film, totally for the crazy. People. So, how many bags do you go through making uh, a film where you have a bag on your head all day long? Great question, uh, Mark. <laughs> two, two. So they're filthy inside with spit all over. <laughs> we bought a hundred and went through two. We still have 90 more bags if anybody wants a commemorative Spaghetti Man bag. We, we'll, we'll put them up on sale on the website. That's right. <laughs> sign them. Sign them. Sign them and send them out. So, so how did you come up with the idea? Like, why is it a bag? Who came up with that? I mean, the, the bag, I mean, the impetus of, I mean, who knows? Uh, really, honestly, you're asking the people who did it, and, and we don't even know. Um, I think it's just like a funny, childish thing to do is to, like, make a mask out of a bag. And that was, at least in the, in the first, in the, in the short that we did, it was just, you know, it was just a, a foolish concept. In the feature, we just carried it over because we, I mean, I don't know, we thought it was funny. It fit within the character's... Uh, motivation the, the guy's just a lazy piece of garbage and uh you know it was the first thing that he had uh available to him so he used it uh and and just never stopped using it I it's love called it. movie ingenuity or movie genius when you do things like that the yeah, prefer, yeah let's say, let's go with that yeah no it's true <laughs> because well, let him speak mark the, the bag the bag on his head tells more than if you if he stood there for ten minutes doing stand up, I mean when you see something like that you laugh immediately and that's you know. And I have to say the poster with you like jumping in the air with the bag in your head like a superhero it's, and all the people so like wonderful. around you is like it's such a great poster because I, I don't know anybody who yeah, would uh, look at that poster and say oh my god like I have to see this film you know whether it's good or it's terrible well, like it's I like the old saying a picture's worth a thousand words and there you go I mean you could stand up you you guys do stand up I understand you could do a ten minute stint and. Nothing, but you can come out and whip out your wang and put a, a balloon on the end with a duck, and everybody goes hysterical. That's yeah. like part of Ben's stand-up. Yeah, you're yeah. describing it perfectly. Did you YouTube me before? Did you no, YouTube he didn't. Never YouTube no, 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 anybody. I, I did. I did stand up for 45 years in drag as Jane yeah. Russell. So there you go. Try to figure that one out. <laughs> and I was funny. All I did was talk about a fictitious husband and all the movie stars I banged, you know, in the in the, in the 40s. <laughs> and it's hilarious. But the thing that was funny was the fact that I was able to jack up, you know, big pecs to look like huge tits. And I did silly shit. And that's what, but when I came on stage, people just loved it because it was total fun. Yeah, that's our. That's going to be our sequel. We dug up Bagman for the for the the Spaghetti Man film. We'll 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 dig up your act uh, for the uh, the sequel. Well, yeah, you should dig up my act. He actually looks great in drag. I have plenty of film on it. Not anymore. I'm 100 now. When I was, this is when I was young, a kid. You, know, you could I, look great at 100. Well, he yeah. does look great at 100, uh, doesn't I he? Could, <laughs> you know, I couldn't get I did My first movie I did, I was 19. I did it with Sophia Loren and Tab Hunter. Now, how do you beat that? You know. With the, Ben Crutcher and Winston Carter. There you go. No. <laughs> that was a good answer. My career went downhill after one movie. <laughs> <laughs> so, does, does, so, so does Spaghetti Man have a love interest? Himself. Okay. Yeah. Maybe in the sequel, like now, there could be like you know, like uh, what, what do you call it? Pizza sauce. Now, girl do you have like a spaghetti? <laughs> do, you have, do you have like a Spaghetti Man car or helicopter or some kind of a vehicle you get around town in? He walks. <laughs> he walks and gets rides from friends. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't thumb a ride with spaghetti coming out. Hey. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, put that spaghetti thumb out and uh, pick yourself up a spaghetti ride, you know? 
how long is your film? It is uh, 85 minutes. Okay, that's decent. And I, I know you. You don't want to do it too long. You blow the whole your, thing. Is your? Uh, I I saw there's a screening 924. Is that your first like official screening, or no? Uh, that's our first. That, that's like kind of our Los Angeles premiere. We've done a number of film festivals, uh, yeah, but this is the first non-film festival screening. Okay, so it's at the Los Feliz Theater on September 24th. I have no idea where that is, so I, I guess that's in that LA. Is. I know where that is. Yeah, it's in LA. Um, okay, and, and if you guys want to get tickets for that, you can go to SpaghettiManFilm.com, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. How long did it take to shoot it? Uh, what was it, like 19 days, I think? 19 days over the course shoot. of two months. It's a very quick Everybody gets a take. What was your budget, if you don't mind telling? They're not going to tell you that. You don't know that, Jimmy. No, uh, we can tell you it in pounds of spaghetti. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, were you a steep budget, an easy budget, or... Um, you know, or I a minuscule budget. I know you weren't a steep budget, but yeah. you know we would open uh, our. Hey, what's that supposed to mean? Yeah. <laughs> a steep budget is like Angelina Jolie now that she wants to do Cleopatra. Mm -hmm. That's going to be I'll like that. that's going to be like three thousand zillion dollars, you know, for budget. And then again, there are films like uh, the uh, the original black and white um, Night of the Living Dead, sixty thousand dollars. I mean, and that film is today. And then there's theirs, but they said they yeah. just opened up their wallet as they were going <laughs> Yeah, we were less than the Cleopatra Angelina Jolie movie and also less than the original Night of the Living Dead. That's incredible if you're doing also that. Also, well, you got to remember that you've got your own studio, you've got your own cameras, you've got your okay. equipment, right? So you're shooting it. And what about you're going to do it on the end, right? Uh, yeah, yeah, we all have points, essentially, I think is the idea, is uh, if let's make some money, uh, we're splitting it evenly. Because we do film, I do a lot of film, and so does Jimmy, and, you know, they're, they're indie films that really, they're 100 bucks a day films, you know, those kind, mm -hmm. and uh, they don't really go anywhere. We've been in bombs. <laughs> That's just us. We've been in bombs. <laughs> yeah, are, are those films hiring? Because I'm in. I'm uh, <laughs> looking for work. You know, there's one in particular that I will not name because it's sacrilegious to name it, but I played a cop from Brooklyn, a tough cop, a very, very tough cop, and I got killed in the end, which I was happy. Um, something came out of the, the lake, a gr what was it, like a lizard hey, or Hey, don't talk shit. about it. Like Anyway, that film is just the worst film ever made. And I saw, and I bought eight copies just so I would have them to give to people, but it was so bad that I put them all up on eBay and I made $4 a copy. <laughs> yeah, that's an excellent deal. It's only money we will ever make, so and eight times four, thirty-two bucks. I had, and I had a fit when I found yeah, out. He found he out sold them. I put I him said, on eBay and I said starring Ron Russell. Oh, <laughs> that's the way to do it. Either but I person. think you guys is way different because first of all, you're you're coming out on video demand this fall from Uncorked Entertainment. Mm -hmm. I'm sure you'll get some kind of digital, I mean, physical distribution eventually once, like, you've gone through more festivals and, and everybody's talking about it. I think everybody's going to be talking about the film because it really is a fun film. It's really carefree fun. Um, at the same time, you know, superheroes are big and you've created a superhero, you know, unlike any other ever in history. No, this film will be also a kid film. Kids love that kind of stuff. So it's an all-age film. What makes budgets today outrageous is what these stars are getting. A million seven, two million five, five million. Who the fuck are they? They think they're God. I mean, come on, you're a <laughs> shitty actor. Tomorrow, nobody will know who you are. My best friends, I mean, they're all legends. Legends in Hollywood are my dear friends. Nobody knows them today. I did a lecture about old films. 
And I mentioned Barbara Streisand, and this kid's in front of me looking at me like he died. I said, you know who Barbara Streisand is? He said, I heard of her. <laughs> Barbara Streisand was uh, George Bush's Secretary of Defense, right? <laughs> That's right. You got it. I love how quick that is. Though. So if, if these stars would stop with these, these salaries, they could put out decent films. Ben and, worked for four sandwiches a day. So. Right. And guys yeah. like you that have talent, outrageous talent that we need so bad. Winston looked like he hated that joke. Sorry. What? <laughs> I don't think Mark's very funny. Is when, no. when I get on this subject, I get very serious because I'm so involved with old film. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I, pu- I push it. I talk about there's no such thing as an old film. Film is only old after you've seen it. So all of the great films of the 30s and 40s. Um, I promote and push, just like Bob Osborne does. The two of us did it. That's what my show was like in California when I was out there. It was promoting all the great legends who I interviewed. Um, we need your kind of work because they're so goddamn stupid in Hollywood now with the same bullshit. If Mary marries Joe and falls into a pile of shit and it's an Oscar winner, you got 30, Mary falls into shit with Joe. You know that. They copycat everything. It's boring. Just totally I boring. I, I, I love hope his people will copycat Spaghetti Man. There you go. No, 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 no. Spaghetti Man has to stay an individual. No. no, it has to stay classic. Now you have to go on and make the, if, the sausage if you, man. If you go to SpaghettiManFilm.com, you guys, they have great reviews. Uh, it's a bit of an unbreakable, a splash of Spider-Man, and an altogether a fun and funny experience. Whether you find the film brilliant or stupid, it's hard not to find it funny. I think, um, you know, I have, uh, first of all, I'm a big horror movie fan, okay? So I'm a horror movie fan, and I hate the fact that, like, you know, hardly anything new comes out, and they're just remaking every old film, you know, possible ten different times. You know, they keep remaking the same films over and over. That and I was think my what point. You, that was his point, and what you, his point is that you guys have actually come up with something, something that's unique. Fresh. You didn't copy somebody else. It's fresh. It's new. It's that's exciting. That's why I'm excited about it. I'm and, not going to see the same old And that's what we need. And that's what we need. Like you know, people who enjoy entertainment and enjoy enjoy films, we're tired of seeing the same regargled shit where everybody does the exact same thing and nobody's done what you've done. You're a little bit like Broken Lizard-like in a way. Like I'm friends with Steve Lemmy and, and Heffernan and Lemmy, and, uh, and I, I see kind of like a, uh, that kind of like vibe of the group of you guys have got together you know, to make fun films that everybody like enjoys. And, you know, and they've been very, very successful, and I think you guys are going to be very successful also. Friend, we have other friends that are indies like you, and they've done wild, wacky films that we promote, and we love them. Because nothing is better than something brand new. I go to the movies and I see shit today that was made in 1940. They stole a little bit of this, a little bit of that, and they put some cursing in it, showed some broads pussy, and it became today's film. So it's no good. pussy. <laughs> As well, you can tell, we can say anything we want. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't realize until now we could say Broad's pussy on this show. Dang it. That would have changed my whole interview. Let's back, go back and answer those questions again. Back in the old days, when a chick was going to get laid while she was making out with her boyfriend, the ocean would show waves. The waves were supposed to be his coming, I guess, in her. I don't know. Nowadays, they show you he opens her legs and hello comes out of her snatch and he jumps in. It's like a whole big different thing. I well, I'll, 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 I'll reassure you, there's absolutely no symbolism in Spaghetti Man, so you won't have to be worried about being uh, <laughs> confused by any of the metaphors. It's just straight-up superhero comedy, uh, no, no frills, uh, no strings attached. I mean, the whole thing that you're describing is, you know, we're all friends, we all worked, we've all worked together for a number of years, 
We got the we built up the trust of uh, talented people uh, around us. We're friends with talented people, and we uh, you know we put them in a very very low budget movie. And uh, the the fruits are what you guys are seeing right now. I think is like it wasn't through a lack of effort, uh, and they certainly trusted us to do you know with with them what we uh, what we pleased and. Uh, and the result is Spaghetti Man. So here we are. I have to say something. So Drew King, who's a good friend of ours who lives in California, he put a review, one of your reviews up. I love that you have reviews up. Why do I have that? Chad? Hey, Ben, can you turn down the speakers maybe on your end? I'm getting kicked back. A teeny bit. We're getting kicked back. equipment. What can I tell you? Easy, Ronnie. There you go. So here's a review that's up. And I guess you guys have this on your website, which I think is hilarious. And this is from The Final Cut. I, uh, which is like the reviewer. I enjoyed this film mostly because the main character, Clark, played by Ben Crutcher, is a dick. <laughs> <laughs> that about sums it up. That's a good pull quote. <laughs> Drew, Drew, what do you think? Oh, that's Drew Ross. I'm, I thought it was Drew King. No, Drew King said it. Yeah. Oh, Drew King. What do you think about this film? Are you, I know you're crazy like I am, and you like weird shit. You gotta love it. He's Are you gonna, gonna watch it. it? Absolutely. So first of all, he can't watch it yet. He has, unless no, he goes to the screening. Put, put it in. Uh, in in where the fuck are you in this thing? What is that called? A tablet. No, what is that? A chat, chat room. room. <laughs> Write it in the chat. I'm sorry. No, he can hear you. I'm not. I, I. It's too hard to type it. So okay. So who? Let's say, like, what are each one of you guys give an example of like a, a movie that you think is like a really great movie, whether it was old or new, like maybe a movie that's influenced you or wanted you make you a director or wanted you to be an actor or a, a comedian or whatever. Everybody tell us what your like favorite comic type movie is that has had some sort of influence on you. Spaceballs. Okay, Spaceballs. That's a good one. I didn't like that one. <laughs> no, I didn't. Spaceballs, I thought was and that, and John that was Candy's a, in that, right? Yes, and yeah, uh, John Candy. Mel Brooks did it. Mel Brooks, and I love I love Mel Brooks's work, but it just didn't work for me. Okay, okay. Whereas Young Frankenstein was fabulous, and uh, okay, well, and that's Ben's. What Blazing about, Saddles? Oh, you'll, what get, was you'll, get, you'll get to say yours in a minute. You'll get to say yours too, <laughs> Winston. What was yours? Kid, you got um, mine's Hot Fuzz. Oh, there you go. Broken Lizard. Oh, no, not uh, Edgar Wright. The Edgar Wright one, the British cop right. movie that's a comedy. Oh, with Simon Pegg. Yeah. Oh, that's a great movie. I love it's that Unbelievable. Movie. Yeah, I love that one. Okay, Mark, your turn. I'm going to go with uh, Oh, Brother, Where Art Thou? That oh, was really? George Clooney? Mm -hmm. Wow. That one got an Academy Award nomination, yeah, right? It was so bad. <laughs> it was so bad, that movie. <laughs> that really And hey, maybe you won't like our movie. <laughs> I enjoyed it because it was so bad. George Clooney looked like a raving faggot with that makeup he had on and his dress flying. Almost, you know, because he could have came out uh, after that movie, but he would never come out. Anyway, uh, terrible film. The story was stupid. I never Everybody saw the whole And thing. it was stupid. I just sat there with my mouth open, eating my M&Ms, saying to myself, Jesus Christ, what else are they going to do to this film to make it bad? And I enjoyed it. Uh, well, Drew in the chat room says he can't wait to see it. It's yeah. like you know, it's like watching a train wreck. That movie. Well, that's the why songs. The songs were great, though, right? Yes. Yeah, I think. Mark, what did what did you think about it? I'm gonna change my answer to Saving Private Ryan. <laughs> Saving who? That's not a comedy. Saving Private Ryan. Oh no, it's not it. <laughs> no, but I, I I thought that Clooney film was a gas. It was bad. It was it was like total high camp. Total high camp. Well, that's why he liked it. That's why I liked it. 
I didn't dislike it. I found it fascinating to watch all the mistakes, all the bad shit, all the terrible costuming, the horrible. Uh, so, scene. what's your favorite comedy? And that way, they can tell you how much they hate my yours. Favorite, <laughs> my favorite comedy has to be um, Marilyn Monroe and Tony Curtis in um, the fuck was it called? That's not a movie. Those are actors. No, 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 no. It, uh, Is some like it hot. Some like it hot. Billy Wilder, yeah. Classic, classic lines, uh, classic carryings on, so way ahead of the time. Because if you were around back then, like I was, everybody was fainting that they had drag queens. They just thought, oh my God. But they had to make them stupid. This way people could go and laugh at the drag queens and make fun of them. So it's okay. I, I understand. But at least they showed the world how men can drink. I mean, Tony Curtis was a riot. Especially the line about when Marilyn Monroe was walking in front of them and her ass was shaking. And Tony Curtis turned to Jack Lemmon and said, oh, my God, it's Jello on Springs. <laughs> you know, <laughs> stupid lines like that. Uh, and then, of course, the very end when the, the, the guy, the old man, said, he says, I'm a, I'm a, God damn it, I'm a guy. And the old man said, that's okay. Everybody can't be perfect. So, <laughs> it was so moments, moments so of... Of course, it's Billy Wilder. You cannot beat Billy Wilder. Give me a fucking break. So you guys have Heckbender, and, and let's say, so it's all of you, and let's say somebody came and, and, and gave you $10 million to make the next great comedy, and you could pick any one comedic actor who's at, who, well, any, they, any, they anyone. They pick me. No, they wouldn't. Or well, they might. But anyone, if you could pick any, any, any one person to put in your film that's like a famous comedic actor, they don't have to be, even, it's just a famous actor that you could put in the film that somebody gives you $10 million to make as a group. Who would each one of you guys want to be in the film? Start with Ben again. Uh, yeah, great. Uh, Paul Rudd, because he's so ben. dreamy. Oh, Paul, no, I love Paul Rudd. This is 40 is a great, great movie. I love that movie. <laughs> uh, I'd go with Samuel L. Jackson. Oh, would you really? Okay. Yeah, I'd love to see him in uh, something we do. Paul Rudd and Samuel L. Jackson together would be a dynamic duo that you would pay to see. But I've never thought of Samuel as a comedian. But he, I said anybody that you want, though. And actually, Snakes, on, snakes well. on a Plate was a comedy. Yeah, he's funny. <laughs> he's got chops. Yeah, he's got chops. All right, Mark, your turn. Uh, I saw a movie recently that had me on the floor laughing, and I would use those actors. And it was uh, Ben Crutcher and Winston Carter. There you go. <laughs> what was Ben Crutcher and Winston Carver from, Carter from Spaghetti Man. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good answer, though. Ben, 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 and Ben and Winston. I mean, you guys got it going on. Mark's totally got your back. Okay, and then if if Ben and and, and Ben and Winston were gonna like uh, want you to add one other famous person, who would you add? More famous than them, person, because they're famous already, you know. But one more famous person, who would you want to add? Yeah, if you can find one of the three people more famous than us. <laughs> That's rough. Uh, Brand Rackley from Spaghetti Man. There you go. There you go. <laughs> So, so everybody, Spaghetti Man, again, let's follow him on Twitter. It's at Spaghetti Man M-O-V. Uh, check out SpaghettiManFilm.com. Do you guys have a, an actual date for when it comes out on Video On Demand? Uh, September 23rd. Oh, that's really soon. Okay. Yeah. Next and, week, and, you guys. We'll do a shout-out to remind everybody. Listen, is there a contact that I can get to you later tonight to let you know uh, what I thought of the we film? Tweet that. 100%. Uh, we can, uh, Mark can send you uh, the Heckbender email, and we can uh, make sure that you're able to get a hold of us. I've got it. I've got it. I've, got it. I've been with you guys. You guys, I really do. Think, I, I really hope. I really suspect it's going to be hilarious. I hope I, you. I think it's so stupid. It's got to be fabulous. No, no, I'm not stupid. Stupid again. That word doesn't work. It's so original. 
I really hope you guys that the film does I mean, really, really works. well. You guys are great. You're a really a, a great talent. Um, I hope that when the the film comes out on video on demand, a million people download it and watch it, and and that you make a lot of money and that you can get some funding for the next film because I think it's really great. And we want to thank you for coming on the show because we think you guys are great. Thanks so much for having us. Uh, this has been a blast. I tell you. I haven't laughed this hard on this show in a long time. And we also want to uh, we also want to thank Clint Morris and everybody from uh, October Coast uh, uh, Publicity and PR. They're great. They they always uh, you know invite super, really great guests for us to have on the show. We think you guys are great. So again, everybody, follow them on Twitter at Spaghetti Man M O V Spaghetti Man Film dot com. And when it comes out to September twenty third, download it and watch it on video on demand. There you go. The best of success with your film. I think it's going to be a smash. Just going to be another Sharknado. There you go. So much. We're looking forward to having you guys back in LA. Absolutely, we'll be there soon. Yes. And um, and anytime you got anything you want to promote, you know, now you've got yeah. my email. Oh, Just let I me listen. Know. I would love to be in your next Spaghetti Man if you want well, a sophisticated old faggot. You got me. <laughs> yes, we do. With white hair. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta love. It. So you guys, thanks so much. We really appreciate it. And I'll send you a link to the show later tonight. Awesome. Thank you. All right. Thank you very much. Later, Bye, Great everybody. Work. Good luck. Bye now. Gotta love it. A film has got to either be so bad that it's hilarious or so good that it's fabulous. It's shooting spaghetti at people. <laughs> uh, whoever Dee Marie is, uh, they're saying Robert Downey Jr. was good for, for comedy. And Dave Hughes liked Naked Gun 2.5. And, and Drew likes Airplane. And Wonderlust, which I don't, I've never heard of. And I'm not sure who Dee Marie is. But hello, Dee Marie. And welcome to the show. And... Uh, I, I like all of it. I, I don't actually know what my favorite comedy is because I don't well, watch. There's that many. a lot of them. I mean, I picked some like it hot only because I love Tony Curtis. He was a friend, and and I loved him. So I'm, you know, I'm biased. And also, it was well written, very well written. Absolutely. So let's take a quick music break. Hey, Chad. What are you thinking of? Uh, let, I'm thinking of Hunter and the Dirty Jacks, Rock and Roll Soul. You the boss. All right, everybody, so here is Hunter and the Dirty Jacks, the new single, Rock and Roll Soul. For a king, no rhythm to speak. I wish to gotcha could sing. Finding hell in the Troy in a real world style. Could start a religion with a launch code smile. And I want one with a rock and roll soul. Here's who I need. See our name in dancing I want one with a rock and roll soul 
the radios in california and uh, it's going to be a big hit and hope everybody enjoyed it it's available now uh, on all the digital download platforms basically in the world so you can get it anywhere also it's a good song yeah it's a great song i freaking like love it um also you guys the interview that uh, ron and i did with brit george the video interview is up on youtube now um so if you want to see it remember that he's in the new tyler perry tv show too close to home it's a great show and uh, and Britt George was a great guest. We had a lot of fun, and that interview is actually up along with the expose footage and interview that we did uh, when we saw them in concert two weeks ago. We have others that have to go up that have to be edited. Yes, we're Lynn, working on it. Lynn Shore's video interview, and what was his name, the fellow, the other Broadway star? I don't know. We have a written anyway, down. the other Broadway star. We have a whole bunch of videos. We have like 50 of them that have to get edited, so there's a whole bunch 50. of stuff coming. We've got yeah. that many backed up? Huh? Yeah, we have a lot of stuff that's never been edited, so we're working 50? on it. Probably. We're never going to get ahead. Yeah, well, I'm doing the best we can. We're doing the best we can. We do what we can. I know, but, it, you know, like get, never getting ahead is not good. Never getting ahead is good, not good either. But yeah, listen to him. Never getting ahead is not good. you got to, like, love it. What are you going to do? Anyway, what can I tell you, boys and girls of all Absolutely. nations? You can't. you got to just go with what you got. What, can, what are you going to do? So we haven't seen any movies yet either. We were going to go see yes, the movies, did. but we didn't. What did we see? <clears throat> I don't remember. Oh, did we go see a movie this yeah, week? we did. Last week we went. What do we see? Remember we didn't sneak in anything? We were too tired. No. We paid for one movie and went and saw it. Remember you said, I was, then it was like 10.30 for the second movie, and I was very tired. So were you. And we came home. I think that was like a month ago. <laughs> no, it wasn't. <laughs> Was it? Remember we went in the theater and it, nobody was there? We were the only ones sitting there. What movie did we see? It wasn't a great movie. It's one I wanted to see. Oh, my gosh. I'm, I'm having like a... He's old. I'm having a, a, a moment. I, mean, I got to get a younger one. Oh, like you could remember. You can't remember <laughs> But I'm old. Either. I'm not supposed to remember. It's par, par, I don't, for, I don't remember par for course. I, I thought we were going to go, but we didn't go. You know, at my age, you're not supposed to do anything, but, but you know, just collapse. So we went. I don't remember the movie either, but if you tell me about it. Now, we it. want to go see Sully, but we didn't go see anything. We saw Don't Breathe and, and, and that other movie. 
the last time, and we didn't, haven't seen anything since What's then. What Don't Breathe? Stephen Lang movie. We saw Stephen Lang. That's the movie that we went to. Yeah, but we saw two movies. We saw Don't Breathe and The Mechanic. And right. that was, but we talked about that last week, telling everybody to go see it. Oh. So anyway, sorry about that, everybody. We're like all messed up. Mm-hmm. What are you going to do? You know, <clears throat> we do so much in our life with our business. We're there. We're there. We're here. We're interviewing this one. We're traveling there. Now, I don't know where the hell I am half the time, what I'm doing or who I am. And it's not easy. This is, this is not easy work. It looks easy. Everybody's, oh, what a lazy job you've had. You sit there, you talk. Yeah, bullshit. Try it. There you go. What are you going to do? Try doing it for four years. How many years am I on this show now? Four? Uh, Chad, you know, like what, three and a half? Chad, are you there? He just yeah, fell he's asleep. at three and a half. Chad, what's going on with you? He fell asleep. What? He- where am I? <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's contagious. <laughs> That's because our show is so Chad, do you have a favorite comedy? So exciting. <laughs> do you have a favorite comedy? Chad, wait, Chad? Chad, how long am I on this show? Do you know? Three and a half yeah, years. it's been about three and a half, I'd say. That's all? Maybe four? I think four. No. No? You don't how long do I know you, Jim? have to dig back in the archives. <clears throat> how long do you know me? We're married almost four. Yeah. And I was with you a year before? No. No, you, no, no, we're married almost three, together almost four. Oh, whatever. This is boring. Nobody gives a shit. <laughs> Everybody listening is saying, come on, boys, move it. Let's it doesn't go. really matter. We got Ron on the show. That's a good thing. That's, thank you, Chad. You're so sweet. Right. There you go. You got to like love it. Favorite comedy? <clears throat> I don't know. Um, I heard Airplane, and that kind of sparked. I haven't seen like a real good comedy lately, so I don't know. I guess I really don't know. Airplane. Their plane was good. I thought that was hilarious. Yeah, I, I, I kind of like that slapstick, like Naked Gun, Caddy I shame. loved him. I loved him. And did you know that a friend of mine was a friend of his, and we could have gotten an interview, and we never did? Uh, he lived in Fort Lauderdale. That's where he died. He had a, a condo apartment on uh, the, the what's that called? That run of, oh, Jesus. Anyway, it, it, that, that strip, famous strip, they have a name for it. Las Olas Boulevard? No, not Las Olas. He lived on the ocean. Ocean Boulevard? Ocean Ave? It was Ocean Avenue where the houses were, but there's a, there's a name for it, like mm. the Geyser Strip or something. Yeah. I don't know. Anyway, we could have had an interview with him if I could remember his name. What's Leslie it? Nielsen. Leslie Nielsen. And I'm so sorry that we never, uh, well, I never thought he was going to die. You know, he was seen very young and healthy, and he died quite suddenly. With that white hair, you could have been a stunt double. A stunt double? But you don't do stunts, so. No. But anyway, but the friend of ours that knew him <laughs> said the only problem you would have had with him is he always was in his underwear. Really? <laughs> you would have had to do the interview with him in his underwear. Maybe he had an overheating problem or something. I don't know. I don't know. I love it. I've always liked him a lot. Yeah, I like I him in Mr. Ma- so, I liked him as Mr. Magoo. You know, that's why I can't wait to get back to California because I'm doing Carol Channing, and I love Carol. Uh, Carol is an angel. She's one of the sweetest people in the world. And, you know, she's 90-something, and, and she's having, you know, a little bit of difficulty with remembering. So there are so many people I want to hurry back for to uh, interview before they, you know, I'll, I'll never forget when I was supposed to do Patricia Neal, who was one of my favorite, favorite actresses in the world. And Patricia and I spoke about it, and uh, I was supposed to shoot her, I think, in April. And she passed away. I was so devastated. So many questions I wanted to ask her about her romance with Gary Cooper. 
There's another Patricia Neal, right? Like a new a one that's only Is there like a new one? I, I'm talking about the, the ancient one who was a legend, God, Patricia Neal, or some, some actress. I think there is another one. For those of you out there who know who she is. And, I, you know, luckily I did Cliff Robertson, and he died right after I did him. What's, you, have you ever heard of the movie Bringing Up Baby? <laughs> Bringing Up Baby from 1938, Drew wrote it, so that must be like a comedy. Oh, I didn't think that was Cary Grant and, and uh, what's her name? I love Cary Grant. That's, Chad, do you know who Cary Grant is? Barely. Cary Grant and Catherine Hepburn. It's about the tiger. Baby is a little tiger. I didn't think that was so great. So I like Cary Grant, though. I love Cary Grant. I wanted to be Cary Grant when I was in my teens. Oh, Jimmy McCreary liked that, too. Okay. Okay. I, I love Cary Grant, so that's just cool as could be. Mm. Um, all right, everybody. Also, then, real quick... Uh, if you have an Amazon account, please check out the four short stories I wrote on Amazon. I, I have an author page now on Amazon, and you can go to Amazon.com slash author slash Jimmy Star and see uh, the different books up there. And Friday, uh, the one that we just did called uh, Devil's Bluff is going to be like a free download uh, for everybody. So you'll see me tweeting it all over the place, and please download it and leave me a great review. I think we picked that one because everybody thought that was the best one, so that's the one that we're... We're like shooting out there, so check it out, Devil's Bluff, and check out my Amazon author's page. And Ron and I just got cast in a new film that's shooting in November in L.A. called L.A. Jogger. So that's going to be a lot of fun, and we're not even there yet, and we're already getting involved with stuff, so it should be a lot of fun. And I'm also going to be playing Johnny B. Hollywood in a comic book called Dead Exit, so follow at Dead Exit Comic on Twitter. There you go. So what doesn't come when you're young comes when you're old. <clears throat> Unfortunately, you don't get excited anymore. I mean, if all this crap was happening when I was 19, I would have been ecstatic because I was so into the business. Why? Because I didn't know the business. I thought it was all glamour and parties and movies and fame and autographs. Not so, folks. It's hard work. It's disappointments. It's mean people, users, phonies, creepers. It's I just, love it. It's a lot of junk. So when you get to be at my point of the business, it, it's no longer a thrill. That's okay. It's going to be fun. We're going to I mean, I meet all major stuff. movie stars. I've met all the biggies, the legends, and I would one time would dream about it. I mean, did I ever think I'd be best friends with Jane Russell? Get out of here. Never. I mean, where we hung out and stayed at each other's houses and did shit together. I mean, we were buddies. You got to love it. So we're going to we're gonna have a guest calling in like four minutes. We're going to do one more music break because Automatic Eden has a new song out. It's called Madland. I think it's going to hit Billboard next week. And uh, it's available now on all the digital download sites. So the name of the band is Automatic Eden, and they spell it A-U-T-O-M-A-T-I-K-E-D-E-N. The name of the song is, is Madlands. Enjoy!
innocence obscene I get my kingdom for some certainty I haunt the in-between This darkness takes my days Nation terrifies, amazes Someone hums demented lullabies I'm lucid in your dream Call me the strange one When all these sad men Sprinkle fantasies You're fast asleep I'm the deranged one Yeah, I'm wide awake man You're quoting teleprompters In your dream gotta love it it's available everywhere and uh and, and whoever d marie is in the chat room wrote watch gentlemen prefer blondes for the first time and i loved it thank you ron it was amazing now i love movies like that gone with the wind is my favorite movie ever they don't make movies like that anymore sadly i've never seen gone with the wind i've seen parts of it but i never saw the whole thing but but i have seen gentlemen prefer blondes like 10 times well obviously <laughs> <laughs> you know um i watch it whenever it's on and i own it only because I like to revisit with Jane. It gives me great pleasure to see her alive and beautiful and happy because that's how I know my Janie Pooh. That's absolutely. You got to like love her. I'm only sorry you never met Jane, Jimmy. Me too. She would have liked you a lot. You would have liked her. Oh, Mr. Star, I got your next guest calling in. Okay, cool. Let's get it going. Do I need to add, the, add him to the thing? Let's see. Or is he going to come up automatically? No, nope, he's good. Up automatically. Look at that. Hello, no hello. Hello, Stephen. How are you doing? Hi, Jimmy and Ron, right? Yes. yes. Stephen, right. if, if, we could, if we could have a little more light, we'd be Jim, happy. A little more light you can turn Oh, there we go. I got light. Hang on a second. How's that? Much no, better. Not Much really. better? That's better. Only yeah. one, one side of his face is lit. That's okay. That's we can, all right. Hang on. I can flip it around. Good. Okay. D -d 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 -d. Boy, are you one prepared fuck. Look at 
got that ghost you got that ghost hunters fucking poster back there like oh my gosh oh, what a, you are you, one smart you, nobody else thinks of that you got to be prepared right see i'm taking the umbrella off the light stand right i've got like grip stuff going on here oh perfect be well lit nice perfect let's see how's that is that better much better yeah yes yeah, shall i bring it to the front yes how's that perfect much better for much some reason Let's see, there I am down there, but I can't see myself that well. All right. We can't see ourselves that well either. Sometimes that's a blessing. <laughs> uh, sometimes that's a yes, that's true. Sometimes that is a blessing, especially early in the morning before coffee kicks in, you know? Right, absolutely. So here's what we're going to do. i got to do a new intro. Now that we know we got everything set up and we can see you, well, that way for our like uh, Roku television thing, we've got a good intro for introducing you. So, so we pronounce the last name Manly, right? Right, Manly, yes. All right. All right, here we go. All right. All right, everybody. Now we want to welcome to the Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell, the fabulously talented, super hot Stephen Manley. Hello and welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. Hi, Jimmy. Hi, Ron. Hey, hey how look are at you? that. I didn't even have to introduce him. That's I never have I always have to introduce him. See, he's our cool, outrageous man about town. And, uh -oh. we, and we got Chad in the in the uh, in the running the boards for us. So say hello to Chad. Hi, Chad. Hey Steven. Hello from West Palm Beach. Oh boy, I bet I bet you it's nice there right now. I think it's nicer up north where Jimmy and Ron are. Yeah, uh -huh. okay, okay. But soon enough, we're, we're hoping for some cool weather, at least one month this year. Where are you? Uh, right now, I'm on the West Coast, you know. I, I live and work in L.A. Uh, I also work sometimes in Las Vegas. So that's I'm in that neck of the woods. There you go. We have a chat room full of people, so say hello to everybody in the chat room. Hi, folks in the chat room. There you go. And he's got that poster for Ghost Hunter, so we'll talk about that a little bit as we get going. Sure. Uh, sure. I, I love your office, though. It's very nice with all the bookcases and everything. It looks really nice. Well, thank you. Appreciate that. Thank you. Yes. I just I thought I'd throw the Ghost Hunters up there just to have something besides oh, just too many what? books. A few people have done that. Ileana Douglas, I think, did that. A few other people have done it, but most people didn't think about that. So you're definitely on the ball. Like, you got to love it. Thank you. Thank you. What were you going to say, Ron? I was going to say, you're complimenting his office. Yours looks like shit. <laughs> I mean, he's got junk cartons, boxes, dolls. That's just because we're, we're moving to Palm Springs soon, and like he's got me packing everything up already. Well, because oh. people, people come to see the house. Now, they go in his office. There's a six-foot guy with a saber that moves, and he stabs you. I like horror movies. I have a six-foot-tall Jason they're, they're, from they're Friday the 13th. Oh, do you really? Yeah. Witches that fly from the ceiling with their eyes blinking and going, eh. <laughs> I collect horror movie stuff and superhero stuff, so I've got big superheroes and big horror movie memorabilia like all over the place. That's my thing. One, That's great. Well, one, yeah, one of, one of my uh, heroes is Lon Chaney Sr. Yes. But yeah, I mean, we can talk about that later on too, but I, I mean, I love horror as well, so that's cool that you've got a life-size Jason Voorhees in there. Selling a house. One little kid was in there screaming. Her mother <laughs> left because the kid was, couldn't pee herself and was screaming. <laughs> I mean, that's the way to show a house. Are, are we sure that the kid didn't like it, but the mom peed herself? Are you sure? <laughs> Could have been. I mean, I didn't check anybody's panties out. <laughs> but, I'll check mine right now. <laughs> I think it was the kid. I'm positive. Anyway, so I made him pack a whole bunch of his stuff because it's, it's really crazy. I have some really cool stuff though, because I have just I have great memorabilia and autograph like things that different friends of mine have have given me uh, over the years, and I like to display it everywhere. I display books too, but most of mine are like all like books of 
of people that we know who wrote the books and then they you know sent them to us like they saw, subscribed in them and wrote inscribed in them and wrote us stuff. So really? I have a, like that, yeah. Cool, cool. I have two prize possessions. One of them, uh, do you know who Lance Henriksen is? Yes, I know who Lance Henriksen is. Um, well, Lance Henriksen used to make these tiles of the alien monster ceramic tiles. He doesn't sell yes. them or anything. And he made one of them, and I spent a, a weekend at a convention, and I dressed him, and he went out to eat and stuff. And at the end of the weekend, he gave it to me, which mm -hmm. is like he wrote on the back of it, you know, how you know, great I am and like cool, just a really cool inscription. And then I have a book that Clive Barker, when I, I used to be a clothing designer, and I'm going to do that again in California, but I, he, uh, Clive Barker actually opened up a book and drew like all in the front two pages of the cover a special drawing just for me and inscribed it. You wow. know, it's hard to get because Clive Barker, I mean, he's now like Now awesome. you look just like a very, very, very dear friend of mine. His name is Tommy Femia. You must know the name because he's very famous in New York. He impersonates Judy Garland. Oh, a brilliant job of it. And he sings in Judy's voice and he mm. tra transfers mm. to Judy Garland. Now I'm looking yes. at you. I wonder if you could transfer to Judy Garland. <laughs> <laughs> I can't, but hang on. Within arm's reach, I'm going to pull something off my bookshelf that you'll think is cool. Hang on. All right, that's okay. Where is it? There you go. You got to love it. All right, can you see that? Exorcist. Uh huh. Exorcist, yeah, and we got uh, William Peter Blatty sign the inside. There you go. See, that's right the kind of stuff I like. Uh, I like stuff like that. I that's right. It. Now, my, my little girl is 10 years old, and she's watched The Exorcist once, so I think this would be a little light reading before Halloween, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I have all the legends because I had a TV show interviewing legends out in LA. So mm -hmm. I've book signed from Lauren Bacall directly to me, mm -hmm. Tony Curtis, uh, Jane Russell, um, mm -hmm. all of them, you know, all the great yeah. legends. That's, that's, I, that's I, wonderful I, stuff. Wonderful yeah. stuff. It's all, you know, uh, I remember years and years ago, people didn't think about props and scripts and ephemera all that much. I mean, there was a small subculture of people who would go to Hollywood Book and Poster or Larry Edmonds and things and try and find stuff. But now it's really been ingrained in the pop culture so much. I mean, have you, uh, you know of Forrest Ackerman, obviously. Yeah. yeah? Absolutely. I, I, had, I had the pleasure to go to Forrest's place about 20 years ago. Talk about a collection. Oh, my God. Yeah, see, that's pretty awesome. Now, do you awesome. go to signings? Uh, I beg your pardon? Do you go to signings? You know, where you sign? Do I go to signings? Yes, I do. I oh, do. I, I attend the Star Trek conventions, and uh, I'm looking to do some horror conventions now that Ghost Hunters uh, came out. Right. There you go. You got to, like, love it. <laughs> who's, who's, who, who books you in those? Uh, usually, I have booked myself, although I have a, a producer friend who does book people now, Although he's turning more to producing feature films now, his name is Tim Beal. Okay, I was just curious because I know a lot of those different people who do all those like bookings. So I was just wondering if maybe you did it with one this of them. This is an interesting story. You'll get a kick out of. I was at the convention center in Jane Russell's booth because she was my best friend. Mm -hmm. Next was Tony Curtis, my other good friend. Now, all day long, people are coming in drips and drabs to get the photograph signed. Thirty-five bucks if you want a photograph. Forty. Mm -hmm. I think if you want to photograph with the star. And I thought this is interesting. Then we walked around and there was Bobby Benton. Lines all day and all night. Really? Do you know who Barbie Benton is? For days. Yes, I, do. I do know who Barbie Benton is. How long ago was this convention? Well, this, this one was with Jimmy. It was the longest line I have ever seen at any of the conventions. I, ha I interviewed Bobby because I know her. I know mm -hmm. her. 
years. And it's amazing. At this that one, Jane Russell and Tony Curtis wasn't at that. Though. No, I got confused. That yeah, was, it wasn't. That was the we Tom went to Spons. one about a year ago. We went to one right. about a year ago in New Jersey, and it had a lot of really big, right. big people Jersey, there, right. but, but, but nobody had a line like, like, Bobby like Benton. Barbie Benton. Like, now, wow. Who would have ever thought that Bobby Benton, who really never did anything, you know? <laughs> well, I, let me tell you, I mean, for a while, she was the rage, you know, as, as what happens with, with everybody. And you have to be prepared for your ups and your downs. But I remember Barbie Benton very well. She was a beautiful uh, young lady. She's a but, beautiful but older lady. The, the, the yeah. interesting thing about it was the lines that were for hours and days and days were only men. Yeah, it was True. all men. No women. <laughs> and she, she, uh, she I wonder why. She, uh, wait, she sat on their la laps with a mini skirt so short. I thought to myself, "Wow!" But she—I don't know how old she is, but however old she is, she looks fat. She looks yeah, fabulous. Bobby looks great. She well, looks. Let me, let me tell you, a few years ago, I, I attended a Star Trek convention in Vegas where they have the big one, right? And uh, there were a lot of young starlets and ingenues there from various Star Trek things. Well, all of a sudden. A beautiful woman who was about five foot ten with heels walked in and she had on tight Levi's and a nice t shirt and she had, you know, just some nice jewelry, not overdone. Lee Merriweather, man, she looked killer. Killer. Unsensible. I mean, she could do her, her sexy stuff now. She looked so beautiful and she was so elegant. So the days of a lot of these people looking like old ladies after a certain age have come and gone. Absolutely. No, look at Raquel Welch. Yeah, yes. Mm -hmm. Welch is, Raquel and I are the exact age, 76 years old. Mm -hmm. In fact, I'm a month, I think, older than Raquel. Mm -hmm. And I see Raquel from time to time. And she looks absolutely marvelous. Actually, that's a good that's a good segue. Okay, that's so, why I did it. Okay, so first of all, I want to say, I, I, you know, when you I think? when I booked you on the show, I, uh -huh. I knew I knew about Star Trek and I knew about Ghost Hunters and a lot of this like newer stuff you did. I had no idea that you were like a child star and that you were in. Every, <laughs> you've been you've been in every show because we're the exact same age. I think uh, okay. we're the same age. So every show that I watched growing up. You're like in every single one of them. I like made a list, so I want to do a little like this is like my little bragging list for you. And anybody who's over like forty or forty-five has seen every one of these shows. And, and I didn't gonna, think wait, I didn't. Then I'm going to grill you about who they are and what you're doing. Okay, no, so I didn't. So I, I love to do this, and I didn't write everything down because if it was a show I didn't watch, I might not have put it on here. But but just as a as a as a, a bragging for you, because um, okay. the stars never brag, you know, when we have them on the show, I always have to do it for them anyway. So you were on All in the Family, which I have to say that show I don't even know if it would make it today, but that was my mom's favorite show, and you were on an episode of that. You were on Emergency, Love Boat, Little House on the Prairie. The Streets of San Francisco, Simon and Simon, The Carol Burnett Show, Police Story, The Rookies, FBI, Young Dr. Kildare, Policewoman, Mannix, Marcus Welby, MD, Kung Fu, Adam 12. I loved Adam 12. Kansas City. Oh, and then you did movies. Okay. Then you did movies. You, we did Kansas City Bomber with Raquel Welch, Kevin McCarthy, yeah. Jeannie Coopy, Norm Norman Alden, and Jodie Foster. I picked out the names everybody would know, which is like amazing. And uh, how old would you, like, you're probably like seven or ten or something. How old are you in these movies? In a movie uh, like no, I started when I was five. That's when I got my Screen Actors Guild card. My grandfather, uh, you want the spiel? By yeah. the way, that list, for some reason, my brain started going to uh, John Cleese and Michael Palin doing the cheese shop sketch when they were going down all the list of cheese. <laughs> and then he goes, no, no. Anyway, uh, yes, I started when I was five. My, my, I'm adopted, but my Dude. mother's 
my mother's father uh, came over from Italy. They put him to work in a shoe factory when he was a young guy. And then when World War I broke out, they packed him in a ship and they sent him to France. And two days later, the war ended. So they turned around and sent him back to America. And now he was a citizen and he got a job with a circus. And the circus would make stops all over the country. And he was a, an Italian clown with the circuses. And he had to take care of the lion's cage. He'd actually sleep on top of it on the train car. And they ended up dumping him off in Los Angeles where D.W. Griffith was getting ready to cast Intolerance. And he was looking for Italian-speaking men to play the Roman soldiers in Intolerance. And my grandfather got his first job. He was 19 years old. I've st I still have his black and white, hand-tinted, colored with watercolors costume test from Intolerance. And he stayed in the film business until 1966. He pops up all over the place. He's in Singing in the Rain. He's in Night at the Opera. He's, you know, you see him as a German soldier, a cowboy, a chef, a, an Italian organ grinder with the Dead End Kids. He was the original Wimpy with Popeye in short films and stage appearances. So he made a deal with White Castle to eat a couple of hundred of their hamburgers a day, right? And... Uh, he was a stunt double for Peter Lorre and for Edward G. for decades. And when I was five, he said, are you ready? And I said, sure. And he took me down to SAG and they spoke in Italian to uh, the head of the guild and I walked out with a guild card. And after that, I was on a talent show called Juvenile Jury back in the day. You might, it might ring a bell for you. And a talent agent named Dorothy Deotis saw me on that and she figured that she could work with me and she began to send me out. And my grand grandfather, before I could read, because he lived with us after my grandmother died, I would turn the corner and he'd have his makeup kit cracked open and he was forming a nose putty nose or he was doing a monster makeup and he'd say when Lon Chaney was playing the Phantom, this is what they would do and when so-and-so turned into a monster, you know, this is how they'd do it. And he would teach me how to read by giving me film scripts and plays and stuff and I would look at his volumes of pictures and he was on the Warner Brothers lot or the Universal lot and explaining to me the characters and how they shot it and there were pictures of him with big movie stars and stuff. So my work ethic was pretty highly, I had a pretty high standard to fulfill, and uh, that's how I got started. And my very first job was not that episode of All in the Family. And, oh, okay. and, and it was the, the first... Hold on, hold on. What was your grandfather's name? His name was Stephen, S-T-E-P-H-E-N, middle initial E, and last name Soldi, S-O-L-D-I. Which means money, because I'm Italian. Right. So Actually, Drew in the chat room wrote he's talking about Stephen Soldi. He knew who it was right off the bat. Right. Wait, really? oh, go. Terrific. Yes, there's been quite a lot of people who've contacted me and they follow my grandfather's career. There's a lot of things that he kept track of, and there's a lot of things that just kind of slipped his mind because he did so many things. So his IMDb is slowly being rebuilt, you know. That's awesome. You must have some IMBD. Now, will I get to the point? I get uh -huh. to Art, where we talk about the people I've worked with. Brenda Vaccaro, love her. Oh, yes. I think. What do you think of Brenda? Okay, so Brenda, you did Honor Thy Father with might, Joe Bologna and Brenda Wait, 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 I'm talking about... Oh, with, I know, well, she's in it. That's how yeah, she worked well, with wait her. Wait a second. Yeah. Uh -huh. What part did you have? 
Well, what happened was there was a television movie called Honor Thy Father because The Godfather had just come out. So between Godfather 1 and Godfather 2, I believe it was ABC or CBS or NBC decided to get a Godfather TV movie style story out on, on the airwaves. And uh, she played my mom, I believe, in that. And a few years later, she did a television series at Universal Studios called Sarah, where she was a school marm in a western town. I, I did that show. He was in did, it. Oh, was, did you really? I was a cowboy. Okay, terrific, terrific. We, we, may, we may have run across each other. I, I played a little boy named Jimmy Waggins, who was one of her students. And I got very close with Brenda Vaccaro. Uh, there were several children on that sometimes who couldn't do large passages of dialogue or something happened, they weren't able to make the day they were supposed to shoot. And Brenda Baccaro would say, go get Stephen, I can improv with him. <laughs> and so I remember several times going to her dressing room and talking with the director about a scene and we just improv together. And she had that husky voice yes. and she, she would say, you know, I was, a, I was a young guy. I was 10 years old. And here she was in like, you know, a late 1800s petticoat with these tall boots. And it was like, you know, cowgirl underwear, which now looks like a moo, you know. But she would sit there with her cigarette, you know, with one leg up and improv with me. And uh, it was a great experience. I liked her. She was a great lady, man. What a voice. What a voice. She was Italian from Texas and her parents owned a pizzeria. And uh, Brenda and I had the best fun. Um, I also know Brenda because she was going out with Michael Douglas. Yes. Michael gave her this sapphire ring that she was so happy to show everybody this beautiful sapphire ring. And then I don't know what happened. Michael left. Then she fell in love with Burt Reynolds, who I know very well. And uh, Burt Reynolds dumped her and she would stalk him and follow him all over and ask everybody, all of us, have you seen Burt? Have you seen Burt? Because I'll give you a name, Lee Winkler. Do you know the name Lee Winkler? No, I don't. Global global uh, business uh, people. He's the biggest in Beverly Hills. Mm -hmm. and, back uh, in the day. Back in the day. And Brenda was a dear friend of his, his and his wife. So we were all in that little circle. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, she was, she, you know, I called her. I have to complain. I called her uh, a couple of years ago and her husband answered. Mm -hmm. And he wouldn't let me talk to her. Really? I wonder why. Well, we had something for her that I worked my ass off, and I said, Brenda would be perfect. He said, Brenda no longer works. I said, well, can I talk to her? He said, well, she's really not here. So I thought, okay, the husband, for some reason, doesn't want me to talk to her, and I never called back. Oh, my. You know, maybe he didn't know who you were, and, you know, people get a lot of strange phone calls sometimes, and maybe he thought it was something uh, not on the up and up, but I would try to get a hold of her. I'm sure she'd love to hear you. The names that I used mm -hmm. are really important names, big names that if she was listening or if he related to her, she would have gotten back to me. He never gave it. Maybe a message. there's something wrong with her and she doesn't know. Well, Maybe. she had a leg problem and she was limping and she wasn't walking well and she had gained quite a lot of weight. So I'm sad about it. But my friend Perry Winkler, who's Lee's you know, widow, she and Brenda were very close. And when I get back to California, I'm going to have Perry call her. Great. And then we'll, so was and Joe then we'll Bologna, was he your father then in the show, I, in that no, movie? Joe Bologna, what'd you play there? No, it's the same film. 
Oh, the, the TV movie? I cannot remember. It was a scene where there was a big mafia dinner going on, and I remember I had to walk to the closet and open the door, and Brenda Baccaro freaks out, and there's all kinds of guns hanging in the closet. <laughs> it sounds like a comedy. It's so much fun. Now, Joe Bologna, I know, I've interviewed, and I love his wife, Renee, and Joe Bologna is probably one of the nicest human beings in the world. Don't you agree? Did you get to chat with him in the film? Joe Bologna, no, I didn't. I remember seeing him there, but he was busy concentrating on other stuff. And I, you know, I learned from an early age, Grandpa Soldi taught me, you know, that when an actor is trying to find his bearings, you don't bother him. So that's true. That's true. You gotta like love it. So, so then, because um, I brought, I, I put some notes on a bunch of other. I just, I, I wrote down the last convertible just because you were a kid, and I think Noah Hathaway was a kid, and Noah Hathaway's been on the show a couple of times. Mm-hmm. Um, um, and you were in some big people with that, but but then you did when you're you did Spock when you're like 17, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. So then you're young Spock in Star Trek Three: The Search for Spock. Uh, right. I read an interview in SFX magazine that just came out. Which huh? congratulations, by the way, because that's such a huge magazine, and the fact yes, that it is. they're interviewing you, I mean, it doesn't even get any bigger than that's like one of the biggest entertainment magazines like on the planet. Thank and you. in the interview, I believe it said that Leonard Nimoy picked you out specifically. Yes, for you to be play Spock, so like that's a great honor in itself, and I know that that's why you go to all those that that got you into the door to all the Star Trek conventions and everything. I know you did another and Star also, Trek. Also, Stephen, do you have a picture that you could post up now to show us of you when you were young, so people will identify with who you are? Yes, there's you know there's a lot oh, of pictures that you could do right now. Can you hold? Oh. Boy, I can't do it right now. I'm afraid. But, you don't have any kid pictures. You guys just around? go to Stephen Manley on on IMDb. You guys. No, I know that, pictures. but you don't have any kid pictures around in your in your study. No, I don't. I'll see what I can do. Hang on. I'll see what I can do. I'll see if I can get to get something for you. Uh, but on the IMDb, there's a ton of stuff on there. Yeah, and, okay. uh, and sometimes people find pictures I never knew existed. And they'll they'll send them to me, etc. You know. Cool. Well, so to tell you, Midway, you're a fabulous, fabulous guest. I'm oh, in, I'm enjoying you more than you could ever know. Oh, thank you very much. You know, I was really uh, touched uh, this whole uh, thing with Leonard Nimoy. I had done a series for a man who became a good friend of mine. His name is David Jacobs, and he was a staff writer at Lorimar for years. He'd write an episode of The Waltons or Eight is Enough or Family or something like that. And one day he went to Lorimar and said, you know, I have an idea about an oil tycoon named J.R., and the rest is history. And in 1978, he wrote a small series called The Married Machine that had Lee McCluskey and Cindy Grover as uh, teenagers just out of high school, he was from a poor family, she was from a rich one, and they got married, and it was about all the drama between the two families and if they could stay married. And I played Lee's younger brother. I was a sculptor, but I had a speech impediment. By the way, when I was a young guy, I always got cast as the kid that died of food poisoning, had rickets, polyphobic, <laughs> of every shape and size. I was always a European war orphan. I starved a lot. I kind of looked like Jack Wilder as the Artful Dodger when I was a kid. <laughs> so I was 
Universal Studios go-to little boy if they wanted somebody with deep-set eyes who looked like they could be French and starving. So that's what that's what I did. But I I did this series for David, and the, and the series only lasted about a half a season. But graciously, my God, he wrote me into a second one he did called The Secrets of Midland Heights about three years later. And there was an epic. This is coming to a point. There was an episode in there where my character had been away on a field trip and his mom had died and so when he came back she wasn't there. And actually that happened with Grandpa Soldi. I was working on the feature film The Hindenburg and came back and he was gone. And I had actually suffered third degree burns on my last day of the shoot from that film. And so I could identify with the character. And wait, 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 wait. Listen, wait. don't go any further. You're talking about The Hindenburg. Yes. Oh, were you in, in any of Annie Bancroft's shoots, scenes? Oh, uh, she was around for several of the, of the sequences where I was in the background uh, with the young man that played my brother and the girl who played my sister. There was, a, there was a family that traveled on the Hindenburg on its last voyage, and they were named, their real name was the, the Derners, and they were from Germany, and they were going to come over to America. The dad had flown on the Graf Zeppelin I had just recently found out and wanted his family, gave him a treat to fly on the Hindenburg. And the sister perished, the dad perished, but the mom and the two brothers lived. So I was on that shoot for four months at Universal. And it was an incredible experience. I mean, they built sections of the Hindenburg full scale. And definitely the passenger deck was completely reproduced. And they had guys from the Zeppelin company that worked on building the Hindenburg, helping the art department make sure it looked the way it was supposed to. So it was quite an experience. Quite it's an experience. a fabulous film. No one should miss it if it comes on TV. I think you might get it on Roku. Annie was fab and Bancroft, whom I loved, adored, worshipped, cherished, and when she died, I was devastated. She should have lived thirty years. Uh, what an actress! I mean, you had to be mesmerized if you were watching her work. Yes, there, I I always remember the scene where George C. Scott, who I had met prior to the Hindenburg, was such a nice man. The scene where he hears a lighter going off and when he opens up the door, Anne Bancroft is lighting her cigarette in her bedroom yes. on the Hindenburg and she just holds the lighter behind her back, gives him a look. My God, she was such a good actress. Yes. yes. She's Italian. Her name was Annie Nap Napolitano. Yes, yes, she was. She was Italian. Mm -hmm. I remember her speaking with my mom, you know, during some downtime, and uh, they were talking about my grandfather and and everything. And she so, was from Brooklyn, like I am. Was both, she really? Yeah, she was a Brooklyn girl. Okay, yeah, so, no, uh, we, she she was like two blocks from where I was born. We've got ten oh. minutes, and I have three things I want to talk about. Guest. I want oh, you back. Okay, hold on. So You're first of all, back. let's do let's do the thing with Ghost Hunters. So Ghost Hunters oh. is not out yet, though, is it? Ghost Hunters was released July fifth, and oh, it was okay. yeah, it was, it was released on Amazon and Vimeo, and it's on a DVD that you can buy through Amazon. So I mean, it's been getting some pretty good reviews. Okay, and and who are you in Ghost Hunters? 
I play a scientist named Dr. Henry Tanner who's built a machine that can actually detect a ghost and suck it up and hopefully generate ectoplasm that you can ID who the ghost was out of it. And uh, this was a film written and directed by Perry Tao, who did Cloud Atlas, and he did Gene Generation. He's got a great track record. And The Asylum, who usually does what they term a mockbuster or a tongue-in-cheek film, yeah. asked Perry to do a first their first straight, balls-out horror film uh, that was serious. And this thing read like a gothic horror play, and it takes place in one tremendous location. Hammer Films couldn't have done it better, and it was a wonderful experience. And uh, my wife and daughter uh, are killed by a serial killer, and I take my, my uh, protege, who's played by David O'Donnell, his girlfriend played by Francesca Santoro, uh, my computer programmer played by the wonderful Liz Fenning, and we go into this house after the murders took place to try and get the spirits of my wife and daughter before we lose them forever, and all hell breaks loose, man, let me tell you. So we want to make sure everybody goes Sounds to see this, good. you guys. It's Ghost Hunters. It's, it's, it's probably on every download site possible you can buy it on amazon so please support uh su support the film support everything steven's in because he's fantastic but definitely you want to watch that one um also in the chat room they're asking where in italy did your father uh, grandfather emigrate from like where was he from in italy he was he was from the naples area and he grew up in a small village called rochetta san antonio there you go. All right. So that answers that one for those people. And then I've got two more things. So, so that now, because I know you go to Star Trek conventions, and I see that there's an I, – I don't know what this is. Star Trek Progeny? Oh, are, yes. Mm -hmm. Are you yes. You're in Star Trek Progeny? First of all, we had Cassandra Skirba. We've had her on the show. So like that, that uh, ties, ties that show to this show a little right. bit. Like, is that something that you would also go and represent when you go to Star Trek conventions, or you would just stick with I, the stock? I, I do, but I believe Star Trek Progeny was put on hold. There was some type of a bureaucratic issue with it, with CBS and the man who was putting it together. Oh, I, okay. I did do a radio show called Star Trek Excelsior, which came out uh, within the last month. But there's an awful lot of Star Trek, you know, to the Star Trek universe, there's a lot of fan films and stuff. And, uh, and a lot of the actors from Star Trek do participate in those. But unfortunately, Prodigy was not able to get off the ground when the gentleman wanted. So maybe in the future he will. Okay, I got two more Now, what, wait, what have you got going on in the future? In the future, there's a movie called Rogue Warrior Robot Fighter, and that's directed by Neil Johnson. And it stars Tracy Birdsall as our leading lady. Scott Williams on the show. I think uh, she's, she's we're friends on Twitter. I think we're going to oh. have a show. Oh, she's a wonderful lady. You'd love her absolutely. Uh, have Tracy on. Uh, William Kircher from The Hobbit and Daz Crawford from Agents of Shield. It's a big sci-fi film. It's a great-looking uh, movie. Tracy's the lead in it. She does an awful lot of uh, fantastic performing as well as stunts stunt work. What, so you, I, what I, do you play in that? I play a scientist in the future, and we're battling artificial intelligence that's slowly trying to eliminate mankind from all of the different planets that we've explored. And it just won a lot of awards at the Action on Film Film Festival just the other day. It walked away with, I believe, five or six awards, and Tracy got Best Actress at, at the festival. I congratulated her on her on that yesterday, right. and, uh, and and another film that did well there was The Horde, and and so uh, we had uh, Paul. Oh, now I forgot his name. Paul Log Hogan, Logan, Logan, Paul Logan. Okay. Paul, Paul Logan. He, he won for Best Male Action Star. Great. Yeah. 
Paul is the new the new guy he's on the gonna block. He's going to be a new one. Yeah, he's And fantastic. he was on our show, and he's on my Facebook, and we've been pals for, nice forever. Just wow. on Facebook. He's a real, really nice guy. Okay. Well, listen, what else? How much time? Hey, hey, do no, we no, no, we don't have much time, and I got you. But, but I have to say something to him. Okay. Gotcha. Listen, please, please come back again. You oh, are so interesting. You, I don't have to pump and work. You make you, no work with you. You're, oh. you're eloquent. You speak well. You've given us so much history of Hollywood, so much Thank information. You. I love you. I think you're the best. I'd love well, to. I love you guys you, too. You, Thank you very much. Yeah, when we move to California, we'll have to we'll have to go do and lunch because there's so many sure. things I want to talk. I know all the people. You, I mean, it's wonderful to keep the business up in the air, as we say. Be being a New Yorker, may I just tie up a loose end real quick? Absolutely. Okay, great. Uh, Leonard Nimoy that, uh, hired me on Star Trek because he saw me in an episode of that film. I go to a fortune teller at a carnival, and she tries to help me get in touch with my mom. Guess who it was played by? The wonderful Zora Lampert. And so I was there with her for a week as we did all of these scenes, and they were. Uh, it was a great experience working with only one of the best actresses on the planet, right. and that's what Leonard saw, and he wanted me to bring that to the Ponfar sex uh, rituals with Robin Curtis in Star Trek. That's how I got that job. Now, is your it. wife an actress? Uh, no, she is not. She's a, a writer, and right now she's working on a couple of children's books. So we wish her the best uh, with everything, and this last one she's writing uh, is, is magical. I, I love it, and I'm very proud of her. Italian? No, she's not Italian. No, she is full-blooded German from southern Bavaria. Okay. Well, all right, hang on. I got two things. We got four minutes. Yes. Okay, number one, Nightwing the series. I'm a huge superhero fan, first of all. So, like, is that something that we can actually see someplace? Because I had no idea it even existed. Is that like, is that like, if you Google that on Amazon or something, can you, like, actually see that? Yes, you can. It's, it's called Nightwing the series, uh, and um, they, they shot that about two, about two years ago. It, sh it stars a young man named Danny Shepard, who also developed it, and it's, it's gotten a lot of uh, great response, and he makes a great Nightwing. And he breaks my fingers in it. <laughs> I totally want to see that. And then you did a TV movie, Billy the Kid, New Evidence, and you're one of the leads up with you and Kevin Costner. Yes. Well, Kevin Costner produced it, and it's a documentary, kind of a docudrama about Billy the Kid. They found a new photograph of him with all of his gunslingers that they called the Regulators. I saw on this. Yes, and I and I played Charlie Baudry, who was Billy's friend. They mistook him for Billy and gunned him down in front of Billy, and that's how they found Billy. And it was a wonderful, wonderful shoot. Oh, my God, what a great one. So I'm very proud of that. And Kevin Costner supported uh, all of my scenes as Charlie Baudry and insisted that the long death scene be left in its entirety in the, in the program. Awesome. And then one other thing, you have a movie, Bleach. Is it a good movie? Bleach is not quite finished. They're wrapping up uh, filming. There's a lot of actors who've done cameos in it. It was a really funky scene, and you'll see me with some great big mutton chops. And uh, we've, had, we've had Ezra Buzzington, Noel Googley, <laughs> and uh, both on the show, and Lorenzo Lamas is coming on in November. And so, yes, yes. There's two more. I'll just do real quick for you. Snow Black is a film with Fred Williamson that I'm slated to start shooting in October. And it's by Mayhem Films, uh, directed by Robert Parham and produced by my friend Tim Beale. And there's, and there's a web series uh, that's developing 
uh, quite a cult following by a friend of mine, director Chris Cranock. It's called The Idiot, and it's loosely based on Dostoevsky's Idiot, and it's being pitched to Netflix for development as we speak, and it's a awesome. great, great surrealistic uh, drama. Love it. So you're busy working, working, working. Oh, yes. Very grateful for it. I, I tell you, I am very fortunate. A lot of the people who I grew up with in the 70s who are my contemporaries didn't make it past 18 years old as an actor. And so to be able to play a biker, to be able to play Charlie Baudry, to be able to play Joel in The Idiot and Dr. Henry Tanner uh, and be in Rogue Warrior Robot, I'm very, very grateful for every job I get. And I, I hope Grandpa Soldi is jumping up and down. Oh, I'm sure he is. I'm sure he's screaming, bravo, bravo. A fi a, a, a nepoto mio. Ah, si, si. Parli italiano un poco poco. <laughs> imparare a parlare più bene. So everybody, this it's is... a beautiful language. This is Stephen Manley, you guys. If you want to follow him, please... Uh, oh, Chinzi is in the chat room now. She said she loved it. If you want to oh, follow so him on Twitter, he's, you guys, he's great on Twitter. Uh, it's at, nos, at hang on, it's at Stephen Manley twelve, and to spell it, it's S T E P H E N M A N L E Y with the number twelve after it. He's super nice on Twitter, you guys. Follow him, please. Support all his uh, all, all all his works that he's got coming out and that he's done in the past. And everybody needs to go see Ghost Hunters. Yes. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> and we want to thank you for coming on the show. We'll definitely have you back at any time you know, that you've got anything that you want to promote. All you've got to do is tweet me or send yes. me an email, and we'll bring you back any time. And you're going to come back with a whole bunch of new stuff. Oh. Because I do all the work like Bob Osborne does to keep the old films alive and to keep okay. artists that worked in the centuries of, of our century. Uh, because the young people today do not know anybody. Not like in Europe where an opera stays forever. Uh, operas never grow old. Here are films, you know, thrown away, actors are thrown away. It's right. sinful that a man or a woman gives their entire life to entertain the world and then they are dumped, thrown yes. out. They're yes. 40 years old. Finito. Finito. All right. So, tanti grazie, mi amigo. Tanti, Steven, tanti thank you grazie. so much. We had such a good time. Um, and again, anytime you, need, anytime you need any help with anything, let us know. We'd love to have you back. Absolutely. Oh. Good thank luck with all of your projects. Good, thank good, you, good, Jimmy good. Run. Thank you very much. It's been a privilege. It's been an honor. You guys are wonderful. Do yeah. have Tracy on your show. She'll she'll yeah. give you a yeah. you'll have a wonderful time with her. And uh, keep in touch. Uh, we'll Absolutely. we'll be in touch again. I wish Absolutely. all my guests were as informative as you. Thank are. you so much. <laughs> good luck with everything and have a good night. Thank you. You guys, too. We'll see you soon. Bye. See you David. soon. Good luck, babe. All right, everybody. We had a blast. Thanks so much for tuning in. Everybody in the chat room, glad you enjoyed it. Everybody who's listening, I hope you enjoyed it. We had a really great time. Chad, thank you so much, and we'll see you guys next week, everybody. Bye. Why every man never thinking? What are we going to be wearing? Yo, I'm a Liverpool MC. You can't trust me. Big up the girls inside the party. Let's get down to crazy Jimmy. Big up myself and known as I'll be the one and only the Turkish MC. Always love the clothes of Jimmy. Bitch, punk, yo, what I want to be. Jimmy Stark, new celebrity. We'll take you out to Jimmy Stark.